Coming at you live from the WNBC studio, it's... Hello, everybody. My name is Stanley Punch-Drunk-Love-Ringer. That's right. You heard it first. Stanley Punch-Drunk-Love-Bringer. And I am here today with a great cast. We are talking movies today. And I am joined by astound director and writer, Charlie Kaufman. And seated next to him... My main man. Thanks for coming back. Macho man, Randy Savage. Good to have you. It's a pleasure to be here. We're talking about Charlie Kaufman's newest movie, Netflix original, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Now tell me, what was your inspiration here behind the name? Now, <clears throat> apparently, there's a book about this. I didn't know that before I made it, but, but I made it, and they told me it's a book, so I named it after the book. Uh, but we... We went through a lot of different names. We uh, <clears throat> we uh, we talked about um, Power Rangers. Four was a name. Uh, they shot that down pretty quick. We, Interesting. We tried Clifford. Uh, apparently, there's a dog in in that realm. Um, but we we ended up on on this title of the book. Yeah, the title title of the book. Bold choice, Macho Man. Great to have you here, dude. Great to be here. <laughs> now, now, if you were now if you were directing this film, because I know you you love to direct, um, mostly your dick into pussies, but okay, <laughs> I know you love to direct. What would you have titled this? I, I think we nailed. <laughs> get it together, Tip of the Randy head. Savage. Get the, the title right. Why am I also Randy Savage? <laughs> so, what are you calling it? The name of the book, brother. Oh, okay. I, res I respect it. I respect it, too. Now, if Reading you had... is one of the pleasures that I have in life. Now, if you had an alternate title that didn't get shot down, what, what would that have been? Um, I was going to go with um, <clears throat> Harry Met Sally, but a spinoff on, on, the, on the classic. The classic uh, it'd be Harry Met Esteban Julio Cardo Montoya de Rosa Ramirez. But... Uh, you know, we, we, live in a, we live in a racist country and we didn't want to, you know, I thought it'd do better with a white name. So I haven't seen the movie yet, but what about I'm thinking of mending things? That gives a positive light on... Fuck you. No. <laughs> what about I'm thinking of bending things, kind of like an avatar would? Randy Savage had postulated that perhaps despondence, colon... Winter falling over horizon would have been a good title, brother. That's dark. Woo! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> One last thing for you. What about... I'm we all die like dogs. <laughs> Let's get this shit over with. I got one that I think I you like, might like. I like Nietzsche Savage. <laughs> what about I am thinking of refried beans, eh? Eat shit and also get you, brother. Brother. That's I all have, the time. I haven't I got no handshake. Because you're not a brother yet. I made That's the all movie. the time we've got today. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie Kaufman and Macho Man Randy Nietzsche. Next week, we're going to have a great cast here today. We're going to have Hulk Hogan and Kermit the Frog. Sounds similar, so make sure you listen in on each of them. Can't wait for next week, guys. <laughs> but... My name is... I'm Randy Savage. <laughs> My name is Stanley Punch Dog Love. Ba -ba 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 Bringer. And we'll see you next week. You can't have it!
through. Gets it. We did it. I can't was, do Randy's. No, we did it I without Lucas. It. Well, guys, we did it without Lucas. What an interview! Yeah, <laughs> impressions. Mobile. I, I think it was it was a train. And we made Lucas, up names that went fantastic. That went so good. Honestly, we've had so much worse in the last few weeks. Oh like, my God. oh man, monster trucks sucked. I mean, that wasn't a few weeks. That was a long time. Ago. <laughs> it was March, Seth. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> That's where I'm at, though. L- stop living in the past and live in the moment, okay? Okay. What did we do last week? Uh, well, we recorded Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. Which was a thing about Tropic Blunder. I think oh, it was a news sucked. thing. We didn't. We lost the plot. Ten. It was a news thing one. because Lucas derailed. 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 It because yeah. I was interviewing you for the weather, but he was the new guy on the job, and he hijacked the whole fucking thing like Lucas always does. He's not here today, guys. He's busy Lucas! with um, an observation coming tomorrow. And he was busy because he had to go to the Grizz game yesterday, I think. I could be wrong. You have to. You, ha- you, you have You have the opportunity, yeah. I mean, it was the Grizz were number four ranked and Sacramento State was number seven ranked a in Missoula. Yeah, 34 to seven. Yeah, easy. That's what the score ended at? Yeah. Yeah. Fucked them. Sacramento. Yeah, fucked them. Street fight. Street fought them, as, as some would say, instead of had sex. Street fight. Yeah, they didn't Pulled fuck their pants them. down and spank their dicks. <laughs> just only the front hey that's exactly right that's the motion like a fish um, going up but stream. we've got not a guest a co-host here joining us i'm basically a guest let's be real so sometimes too. no you you've been on over 50 percent of the episodes i guessed i have Ooh. how do you deal with that logic um we've got devin here over the course of several years with therapy that's how i deal with it that's how he's here. That's how he's here. <clears throat> the same as it ever was. But we've got Devin same here. Same as it ever was. Joining us for a birthday episode. Yeah, yeah. Devin's birthday episode. Last year, he didn't make it on his birthday episode. I forgot it was my birthday. <laughs> yeah, what did we do? Because we didn't do Uncle Boone, man. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Hell yeah, that's He right. watched the movie and then left. <laughs> watched it several times. It's a great movie. Actually, that sounds about right. Yeah. And you weren't going to be on because you were feeling kind of sick and you were living with me. Yeah. But then you did. And I was just, like, sad. It's because you watched The Mitchells vs. The top. Machines. Woo! My boy. My man, actually. Excuse yeah. me. It's his birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. I'm Happy finally birthday. a man. His I'm birthday is now. 9-11 backwards. That's true. That's how I've always remembered it, because you told me that mm-hmm. way back when. It's, it's like 9-11, but better. Yeah. Which there's not a lot better than 9-11, let's be real. <laughs> I mean, 9-11 was, was a stupendous day in American history. Yeah. I mean, it's remembered. In hindsight, for sure. But people yeah. won't remember. When were you? You were born 2000, right? Mm-hmm. I was born. I'm the original 9-11. What am I, a Gen? You're a Gen Z, for sure. No, Gen Z is like the 14 to 16-year-olds now. I'm like a Gen X. No, Gen X are like my parents. What? Yeah. It's baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, Gen Z. Then what's after Gen Z? Generation Alpha. That's fucked up. Babies. So you're a Gen Z. I'm Gen Alpha. We are, no, we're cuspers. I hardly know her. Depending on where you make the cutoff. But 
Devin's birthday. He's here in Billings. He just happened to come down to visit Callie this weekend, but he's here, so he has to join us legally. It's true. Yeah, I signed a contract. So, what did you pick for us this week? Unfortunately, I picked one of the hardest to decipher movies um, in the world to decipher for you over n- no other medium than audio. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. That's good. That's I think good. I'm going you to end things. That. And that's no, also... No, that's not what it's called. I what? think I'm going to kill myself is the name of the I'm movie. I'm thinking of ending things. Or I'm thinking of ending things. Mm. Yes. And the reason you picked it? I watched it when I was really fucking sad. And I was like, this is... This is the highest tier this is peak. of intellectual commentary. And then now I'm not as depressed. I'm like, this is <laughs> a pile of shit that you have to like dig through to get a sapphire. <clears throat> Did but you get a sapphire? No, I, I got one of those. You got tin. We got one of those the starfish that grow when you throw it in water though oh hell yeah did we ever did seth and i ever tell you about this prank we did on our roommate hunter (laughs) it's the greatest prank of all no so what we did was we went to the dollar store and you know like those little like they they're like pills but then you put them in water and they expand into like little sponges yeah yeah, yeah. we bought five 20 packs of little pill dinosaurs and while he was showering we went in and dumped them all into the shower so that they would all expand into dinosaurs while he was showering. Yeah. It was really funny because he's like he's getting in the shower and we're like Hunter don't lock the door and he's like, <laughs> and he's like why wouldn't I lock the door and they're like we're winking at him like both of us simultaneously we're just like trust us you know he's like okay so we come in there he's like who is that who goes there he's like he's pretending to fall for it and we start dumping things he's like no he's like then, oh and god he, he's like wait nothing's happening these take forever for the, <laughs> yeah, the then, gel to melt off of them so he's just like sitting there waiting for it he's like it got really gooey in yeah, there the, after, was, the after, prank was nothing after a while he's like wait what the fuck are these this is they're just really sticky yeah you know? it just feels gross yeah greatest prank of my life <laughs> that, no it sounds like he nailed it yeah. he definitely didn't think you guys were gonna jack him off no <laughs> he's oh no Actually, no, the best prank we ever did pull was on Hunter. We had one of the fire alarms, and the battery was going out on it. And so when the fire alarm's battery is low, it's going to beep at you, like, you know, every couple, couple, no, just one little yeah. Every couple oh, minutes. Yeah, that's right. He had a so, hole in his box spring. No, we cut a hole in his box spring. <laughs> no, no, no. It was there already. Oh. Unless well, Connor cut the hole. I, I think Connor there. cut the hole. We cut a hole in his box spring <laughs> and we put it inside his mattress, basically. <laughs> so he's sleeping and go off. Who the fuck? Yeah, it didn't take him long to because he was on a trip. That's why we had the time to do it. Yeah. He was on a, a trip for a theater. I mean, we would So he been... comes back like an hour he's been home and he's like, where is it? <laughs> he couldn't find it, but he knew what we'd done. I mean, we fucked with that guy so hard. We all got fucked with pretty heavily, honestly. Yeah. Maybe you the most, actually. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking of ending things. I've got some questions for you guys. I have to go. First question. <laughs> all right, see you, Seth. <laughs> First question. This is just my workshop now to see if my bits work. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's your proving grounds. First question. Do you like ending things? No. No, I oh, am. Yeah. Because you're happier now. Yeah. On the maximum prescription of <laughs> medicine. I feel great. Yeah, they've got me on a pound of lithium. <laughs> my God. They actually, my word. They're making me snort my medicines because it's yeah. 
It's uh, they said it'll feel cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. doctor's like, it won't ingest it any faster, but it'll feel yeah. sick. As I shit. feel great snorting. Hey, doc, I'm, I'm really sad, but I also want a fake hundred dollar bill I've printed out for you to snort your drugs. With. You feel like Scarface. Hey, doc, I'm really sad on the winter months, but also I want to be chill AF. You yeah. got something for me? Snortable Sarah. Say hello to my little friend. Coke. Oh, crack rock. Crack rock. I know they keep it in the back of doctor's offices for the really mm, cool yeah, patients. Yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> if you wear the right outfit, they prescribe you crack. Yeah. Not Fingerless crack. gloves and They're, holes in a leather jacket. They prescribe yeah, yeah, yeah. crack rock. Sweatpants that don't fit your shopping cart. Those hoodies where if you could like put your thumb through the hole and have like little mittens. Yeah. The, the hoodies. Just like a scene kit. The hoodies <laughs> were the. Pink the, neon striped long sleeve. <laughs> Tattered t-shirt. But the, over also, it. the strings are the earbuds that you can put in your ears. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just take the lead. Furries, furry suits. Furries. That's how you get crack. Rock that that, that is the doctor you have to visit to get a crack rock. Is a furry. No, doctor. you're the furry. Oh. And the doctor's like, I didn't know you were chill like that. <laughs> here's a here's a gram of crack. Here's a gram of dust, brother. <laughs> Other like, other questions. Other questions for you Tries guys. Tries to dap you up, but the, the fucking yeah, you paw is there's too. There's no thumb on it. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm anatomically correct. <laughs> it's like you should see me pull these pants down. What's, What's the next question? My penis is inside me. Yeah, and it's red as shit. <laughs> you do not want to ask how I accomplished this. I'm dressed up as a duck, dude. It shoots out. <laughs> it's a I got a grill. blank loaded in my crotch. My next question is: Do you guys like Tulsi Town ice cream? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm too. Tulsi Town ice cream. So I'm thinking okay. about duck penises. <laughs> yeah. Did you do you know about duck penises? They're corkscrewed. Yeah. And did you know that duck vaginas are anti corkscrewed because ducks don't want to have sex, but they shoot out with such velocity they just kind of fucking. Wait, and a lot of a lot of female ducks die. Did they when evolve they the corkscrew penis because they wanted to have sex so badly? No, the ducks evolved the counter corkscrew vagina because they didn't oh, want to die. It's not okay. <laughs> That's so cool. But they just shoot it. It's like literally like a gun. And then it's like their mating is, is basically instant. Huh. But yeah, a lot of females just die from it. There's got to be some great sex though in the meantime. Imagine literally exploding and you come when you come. I'm shooting a gun into your pussy. That's kind of what ducks do. Do you guys like... <laughs> I don't know what Tulsi Town is. Do you like it's their ice cream? cream. No, I know, but I don't know if it's a real thing. Just or answer not. yes. Or is no. it real? I don't know. Then yes. no. Okay. Well, if you answered yes to liking Tulsi Town ice cream or anything, <laughs> you come to the right places the good, the bad, and the corkscrews. I'm stone cold Steve sober right now. <laughs> and Devin I am is not. Like, quite inebriated. And I'm Brandon. And this week we did I'm Thinking of Ending Things from 2020. Before we get into it, we're drinking beers. We were trying to think of something that meant ending things. So Devin decided on the Bridger Brewing Bridger Brewing Company's Bone Dust, a 12 fluid ounce wheat ale. Devin, God damn. How did I do that? Oh, I hate when that happens. I yeah. got you. Get the tab off there though. It's going to I'm afraid you're going to choke on it. This is horrible. Yeah, no. Why is this weirdly sexual? Bone Dust ended up being a really uh good place, though. Spoiler. This is good? Wait, Bone Dust. Oh, no, it tastes really good. I'm saying Bone Dust turned out to be even more topical than Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. It did, yeah. The poem. Brewed in Three Forks, Montana, 5% alcohol. 
There's a brewery in Three Forks? Wheat Ale with Citrus Peel, a North American style. Wheat Ale brewed with coriander, white pepper, and bitter orange peel. Bright with a smooth finish. Look at this. It tells us what it is. Bitterness low, malt low, aroma mid, body mid. Awesomeness a million. Also low. Like quarter? Mm -hmm. Awesomeness 100%. Awesomeness 100%. So, the California one? mm -hmm, The Cali Cream and Ales? Yeah. What do we think of it? Pretty standard. I stopped being able to taste like a beer ago. Because this is beer nice number five today? <clears throat> yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, but that'll do two, it. Like four of them are the tall cans too. Of, the pints. Of cold smokes. That are and like then, 6%. And those Mexican lagers which are seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you Wait. grab Mexican lagers from BAM? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Everything from BAM's really hoppy. Even the Hefeweizen. Or, no, I didn't try Hefeweizen. But even the one, lighter ones tasted really hoppy. Yeah. Well, they're just like real fuller, richer flavors. Like they're brewed, uh, you know, you can see them, especially off the tap. Like in cans, they're probably better taken home with you. Probably relax a little bit. But yeah, off the tap, fresh from the... Something. The, the I don't know what the giant things are called. Just but they're just right over there. The something. Yeah. Well... They love some barrel-aged shit, too, so it's always better. Let's get into this movie. Our director today is Charlie Kaufman, and he's done films such as Synecdote, New York. Synecdoche. Synecdoche. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's when a, a like, a, a name of a place that describes, like, the much. whole thing. Like, when you talk about a sports team and you refer to, like, that's, the, Cleveland has done it, you know? It's not, like, the city of Cleveland's done it. Cleveland referencing the sports show. LeBron James. Yeah. Um, he's Synecdoche, New York, Anomalisa, and Jackals and Fireflies. And the one with Nicolas Cage. Adaptation. Nope. Yeah. He nope. didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Yeah, that's I'm just in director right now, you idiot. A writer day is Charlie Kaufman. How would I know the difference? They're, he's both guys. Now tell me about Adaptation. He's done 20 episodes of The Edge, 8 episodes of The Dana Carvey Show, Being John Malkovich, Human Nature, Synecdoche, New York, Anomalisa, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, so I have seen Coffin before. Okay. And that's it. I'm going to kill you. You already said adaptation for writing, so you I don't need so to say it. You say it so I can be vindicated. Adaptation. Thank you. Vindicated. They're going to think I was lying. I thought you were making a bit about Nick Cage. No, 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 no. You did adaptation. Anyone says Nick Cage, it's a bit. Oh, no. It's a movie where, like, everybody's Nick Cage and they're plants or something? I don't remember. I Lucas it. knows. It's apparently he, insane. It's, yeah. it's a Hoffman. shame that Lucas isn't here because he's a big Charlie Kaufman fan. Yeah, he said that. And he loves adaptation, but he's not crazy on Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's because he hates Jim Carrey so much. If anybody else was in that role, it would be a top ten movie of his, I guarantee it. Oh, Maybe not top ten, but he oh, loves the movie. If Ombre was in Jim Carrey's, I know he would love the movie. Yeah. Anybody else? Helmut Doring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Charlie Kaufman. And then Ian Reed based off the book by. You got a cast of Jesse Plemons. Second time this season coming around because he was in Battleship. Do you know who that dancer was? That No. Because she's my new crush. Yeah. I, she's not going to be in here. She had no line. She's not going to be billed very high. Let's Google her. Um, Jesse Plemons, Jesse Buckley, Tony Collette. David Thewlis, Guy Boyd, maybe it's Hadley Robinson, I don't know, Gus Burney, maybe it's Abby Quinn, I don't know, and Oliver Platt. Was Oliver he, Platt? Oliver Platt. Let me look up his face real quick. He, like, he's in The Bear? Yeah, he's the uncle. Yeah. And he's also in Year One, he's the, the gay priest. And he was the reviewer. Unity Felon. 
disgusting. <laughs> That's her name? Yeah, she also dances name. at the Fox Club. Because she's such a fox, probably. <laughs> um, he was also the, the critic, the food critic and chef. Oliver. Oh, Black. yeah, that's yeah. right. He's just a narrator of the pig in this. That's, I was going to Google who that was. I knew the voice sounded familiar. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So, that's our cast. And then a plot of this. <laughs> Devin, you want to read our plot today? Yeah, sure. Am I reading it or am I giving it? You're reading it from your mind. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So, basically, uh, what the plot is, is, all right, so you sit down in your nice, comfy apartment and you pop 10 pants, 10 tabs of lsd and then ten you sit hands of lsd ten, that's like a thousand pieces yeah so what you do is I you, you i think it's a hundred pair sink into your couch have concurrent panicky into your couch have concurrent panic attacks and then you wake up 24 hours later covered in shit and uh wondering maggots. where you are maggots yeah megan's my turtle <laughs> And I, I, I assure you, any other description I give is about as good as... <laughs> is that the name of your turtle? Yeah, she's still in Cuba. Cuba. What? I have a turtle I've been tracking. Oh. I bought her. You bought a turtle? Yeah. Is she like a big sea turtle? Yeah, she's a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> you she's should. a little on the heavy side right now. I was saying that because I got this bracelet in Boise and it's got like a tracking. You get a turtle that comes with the bracelet, you know? So you can like track them on your phone. So I have an app for it and everything and they have a picture of her. And she's like huge and fat. So I'm making fun of her. And my sister's like, are you fat shaming a turtle that you don't know? <laughs> yeah. Does she have a P.O. box? Megan? Yeah. I don't think so. She's in the ocean. <laughs> You should send her some plastic straws. P.O. Box (laughs) Zero C-E-A-N. Plastic straws are Turtles version of BDSM. That's true. (laughs) Um, They know I care. The true plot of this is full of misgivings. A young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. Upon arriving, she comes to question everything she knew uh, about him and herself. Why are you... Thinking, just reminiscing about Saturday night. I was dreaming of the night. You remember that song? Yeah, the Steve Miller band. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> when you started singing that, I thought you were going to do Ishtar. Oh yeah, that would have been good. What is, is it? Is what it, is the song? Um, telling the, the truth, truth is a dangerous business. business. Something and some go go hand in hand. Yeah. I don't oh know. yeah. Yeah. We gotta. Anyway. Well, and then some history on the story because it is based on a novel. <laughs> it was so, so we're gonna lost do. Time. <laughs> we're gonna do. So I, are we? <laughs> we don't remember all the words. No. I was having a great time though. Yeah. History. I'm thinking of anything. This is the history is coming. The history is coming. I'm not in on this. I'm not. Da, 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 da. Nope. What's going on? The history yeah. is coming. The history is coming. He's having a breakdown. Just ignore him. Okay. No, 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 no. He didn't have a bugle. I don't think, did he? Who is that? Who's the British is coming guy? Paul Revere. Paul. Uh, John Hancock. You just said that because I had cock in it, didn't you? What about John Ham's cock? It's so big. Yeah, you would know. Devin would probably think it's a small penis. Rand's got a list of top 10 celebrity penises. What is with, what is with that? I didn't say it was small. I said it was average. Like it was at least it wasn't big. Just, you've Tommy got a whole Lee, fan club for your dick now. Just so you Tommy know. Tommy Lee has a nine-inch dick. That's not average. In the video, it looked less than nine. <laughs> yeah, nine inches looks like four on the camera. You know how fish eye lenses are. 
Camera puts on 10 pounds, but it takes off 10 <laughs> inches. <laughs> it looked bad. I don't know. I wasn't focused on his penis. What were you focused on in the Pam and Tommy sex tape? The beautiful view. The size of the boat, yeah. The lake. Yeah. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I was trying to appraise the value of This is why it takes us 45 minutes to the get The history the is coming. The history <laughs> is coming. Have we ever thought about just not doing the movie? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I want, I want us to. <laughs> Brandon's been like, why don't we do like a bad version of this podcast? No, that's you. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you recommended it, and then Luke and I are both like, yeah, that's what it is. Or maybe I did recommend it, you guys said that. But Yeah, yeah you recommended it. We're like, that's what, this, that's what this podcast is, is the bad version already. Yeah, the good, the bad, the movies, but I, we just do the bad. <laughs> we have a spin-off so, podcast. It's like now in, that- the, in the intro, and instead of the good, the bad, the movies, the bad. <laughs> The bad and the bad and the worst. They're going for a walk, Brandon. Marina and Callie. I assume she's taking Callie. Okay, <laughs> I hope so. Her and the dogs. Yeah. Callie's asleep upstairs. We're, pro- we're probably just loud so, as hell. <laughs> the history is coming. It's here. Let's talk about the history. It's a 2020 American surrealist psychological thriller film. An adaptation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, a, I, yeah I, agree, to say, I agree with Big everything Bird. except thriller. Kind of a thrill. I was scared thriller, sometimes. Yeah. Your your legs were shaking the whole time. You were very anxious. No, that's just ADHD. Maybe. I don't have ADHD. That's just fucking. That's just a symptom of being a cool dude. That's just a <laughs> symptom of a down. Man. Symptom of being a furry. <laughs> symptom of a down. That's um, good. It is an adaptation of the 2016 novel of the same name by Ian Reed. I think Ian. That's what I was gonna say. I a i n. Stupid. Andy Reid. It was announced in January 2018 that Charlie Kaufman was adapting the novel for Netflix as well as directing it. The novel was selected by the National Public Radio as one of the best books of 2016, was a finalist in the 2016 Shirley Jackson Award, and appeared on the 2017 Ottawa Independent Writers Frank Hagee Award for Emerging Authors Long List. Let's fucking go. Reed told interviewers it took him about three years to write the book, although ideas for the story had been with him for far longer. He drew on his experiences of growing up on a farm in remote Ontario, as well, excuse me, as traveling Canadian country roads and total darkness. Uh, Reed said that he left the novel's ending open to interpretation, and that while he has his own explanation about what the ending means, other interpretations are totally valid. Uh, you were mad at me, just so you know. Yeah, you were you're yelling wrong. at me for he, disagreeing with you. He added that he appreciates books that put some of the end uh, that him. put some of the onus onto me to decipher the complete story. After Reed had finished the novel, he had trouble finding someone who would publish it. He recalled, "Don't do that." He recalled, in quotes, "Just about everyone in Canada rejected it until Simon and Schuster made a modest offer." Simon and Schuster is the biggest book publisher in the U.S. <laughs> Simon & Schuster publishes all of Stephen King's books. Who? Is that true? Yeah. Who? Damn. Stephen King. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, fuck you. Stephon King. Ah, uh, yeah. 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 He's an idiot. You can coax him into being wrong. <laughs> Stephon King. <laughs> Take him on a leash to a parallel universe. Uh, Stephon King. <laughs> the book went on to be listed as the New York Times on the New York Times bestseller list, was translated in over to 20 languages, and then was made into this film. Woo! That hurts my burn. You burn yourself. Yeah, I got like nine burns, dude. I'm a cook. Did you burn yourself while making me my burrito? I don't think so. Thank God. Yeah. 
Don't peel it if you still got more to drink. That's how you spill things. That's how we get ants. Do you want ants? It does give you cool scars. The ladies love these. Oh, dude, look at my hands. Oh, girl. Like, uh, well, my hands are actually pretty good right now, but I work with glass, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't imagine that. So, there was one day in pharmacy school. You got some thick-ass thumbs, brother. Uh, it's, Goddamn. It's so I can, um, this is my, my, gr- my girl fingering thumb. <laughs> and also the... the Put it like it, a it, pussy it does, pops. It does the same job as my penis because it's around the same length. That's good. Ooh. Average. As yeah. They yeah, no, dude. This you is, know who had the thickest thumbs? For the listeners, thumbs? Devin's thumb is nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like that, uh, that one guy's. Tommy Chong. Yeah. No. It wasn't that big. Um, Cheech Marin. You know who had the biggest thumbs? Thomas Sawatsky. Godzilla. Thomas's thumbs were oh, like, yeah. they come up and then they just, whoa. <laughs> like, he what the hell? Fucking Neanderthal hands. Yeah. And arms, dude. Yeah. Let's move on. Wait, I was going <laughs> to ask this question. Being mean to this guy. I mean, yeah. I used to know in high school. I was gonna ask, oh, I was going to tell a story too. about my hands. Mm. One day I was in pharmacy school in my freshman year. Do you Somebody think our penis touched- shrank as, as we evolved? Like, do you think cavemen had like huge fucking... They were probably bigger penises because they were bigger than us, so they shrank proportionately. But I know humans do have the largest of all primates proportionate to their body penis size, so I'm not sure. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, gorilla, like, I have a bigger penis than a gorilla? Probably not, but proportionately on your size to your penis size compared to a gorilla and its penis size well i don't you know you guys might you know, have the same penis i would size. have to see a gorilla's penis I, right yeah. now though i'm saying someone jerk that gorilla off <laughs> <laughs> so i can see how hard it gets and see if it's better than mine it'd be or how i'm curious i <laughs> i know exactly what's going on you're trying I, to find a way to phrase this when i'm being weird <laughs> i'm just wondering how similar a monkey's penis looks to ours because, like, Caesar's looks way different. Yeah. I mean, all penises are like, you get it. Dicks look pretty similar. But, like, the monkey's got foreskin and shit. That's true. What's going like, on what, there? Where's, they got like, the little what's, pink tip. What's purple sometimes? In, in the animal kingdom. What is a foreskin? Dogs have, like, a sheath. The sheath. That they un- Does that mean all animals are not Jewish? I probably. Hmm. It. That's not why, you know, but they, it's true if they, <laughs> that none of the animals are Jewish. If they wanted but to get into heaven, why. they would cut off parts of their penises. Yeah. This is all I'm saying. That's like, true. Dogs so all dogs don't go to heaven. Uh, yeah. I don't think God's dogs or any animals go to heaven, according to like any religion, because they don't have souls, apparently. Mm. That, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Weird. Mm. Anyway. So my story. Yeah. Brandon's going to tell a story about how soft his hands are. <laughs> exactly. And then somebody touched him and they thought it was a woman. No, no, no. So I was... <laughs> We're looking at hands. We were learning about dermatology and things. And the teacher was like, oh, you know, some people use more whatever genetic mutations. You can get grow calluses on your hands. Like a lot of men will have very calloused hands because they're bigger and more burly and they've got to do things. And so I was looking at my hands (laughs) compared to David Jurovich's, who's a heavy lifter. And his hands are all bulky and calloused. And I was looking at mine and I was like. They're so smooth, and she's this like, so and if from the front, because I'm in the second department. Brandon, row. you don't count. <laughs> no, she was literally like, uh, Brandon, you have a story to tell to the class? And I was like, oh. I was like, like looking at your hand. Yeah. She's like, can I help you? She's like, if you're not going to share, please be quiet. And I was like. Were you even talking? I was just like, oh my God, feel how smooth my hands are. <laughs> Comment about the thing she had now just I'm said. Trying to, yeah. Now I'm trying to wonder, are my hands smooth? Let's feel. Feel my hands. Your hands are more... Look at that. Your hands are way more callous than mine. Look at mine. I've been told I have soft skin, but I don't know about my hands. 
No, your hands are very soft. Are I they feel soft? my hands. I can't tell. Are they soft? Like, your there's hands a big little rough. There. A little rough there, yeah. I guess mine aren't. Right, well, I don't you, do a lot of lifting. I just get burned. Will you see my, I, my penis is cost? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you whip it out? <laughs> your penis is so callous. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> I actually can't feel anything past the calluses. This probably feels amazing. <laughs> we gotta go deeper. Yeah, I'm, gonna, just, I'm closing your my eyes. Up, you're I'm like, baby, you're probably so good at this. <laughs> I can't tell, but I'm sure you're doing a great job down there. Well, uh, let's, Holy fuck. Uh, we are 31. Devin, this you want, is a you want to sing this our is, budget song? This is a movie podcast. Budget crime. Uh, you guess the budget. You better not fudge it. Guess the budget. Uh, 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 smudge shit. Ooh. Bars. <laughs> Nailed it. Have we been working on that even? <laughs> that was last week, too. Was it last? I thought it was the week before. No, that was last there, week. I was so, last week was <laughs> so drunk. Yeah. So, what do we think That's the budget is for this film? What do we think the budget is for this film? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I know Netflix has dollops of money. $75 million. $25 million. $75 million in a world. No snacks. Oh, he's getting a drink. Dear God. I don't know you. You always go for snacks. In a world where Brandon's oh, about to say that I'm no right. fruit by the foot. He said you could have one fruit by the foot. No. This summer. No, not this summer. Brandon takes no. back his lies about the fruit I by the foot. No, do not eat on the podcast. In a world where Brandon didn't see that sleight of hand. He doesn't know he's got another one in the back pocket. The other one was just misdirection. He's already had nine stuffed in the back. Inches. <laughs> nine inches. In a world. What do you think this movie costs? I said 25 mil. Oh, I don't have anything. But I bet 25 million is a lot closer than 75 million. I'm just... He's think right there, Brandon. No, that wasn't real. None of that was real snow. That's true. How much do you think that snow costs? 20, 30 million? No, they, they I'm a to, fool. They had to go to Canada and ship snow all the way down to Texas to they, film this. Because sure they don't they have use, high schools in Canada. I'm yeah. sure they used soap. No, they used snow from Canada. They used, um, they used snow. Asbestos. Snow. Oh, yeah, no. that's true. They, so they did in Wizard of Oz or something back in the day. Yeah, Vermiculite. That makes sense. It's true, Dan. I don't have a budget. It's a Netflix one. I wasn't able to find anything as far as box office or anything like that. So I'm sorry, guys. Looks like Brandon was the one that fudged it this week. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> I fucking missed it so hard. <laughs> I didn't know what you had your hand. Yeah, he was like, what did you do? I thought he was going to whisper something to you. You're going to hold on. I want to do it with you at some point. No. Point the hand a little bit more towards me. Exactly. You were like a toy soldier, and it just went. Well, I thought I thought the motion was up and down. It is, but it's more like bars, it's like a oh, little okay. bounce. Right. With it. He's like, I'm not trying to gatekeep bars. Anything. I was just genuinely confused. You were stopping me, and I was like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought he was gonna whisper something because his hand was like pretty close to his mouth. He's just. <laughs> okay, all right. I got it. I got it. I got He's it. got it. So, taglines. This is a good episode. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I At the very drink top more for often. you. <laughs> I get drunk like every day. I should, I'm God, hilarious. I should wake up and do this. This would really set the day right. <laughs> right. What am I doing? Taglines at the very top. Taglines. 
There we go. He nailed it. Not applicable. Fine. Yeah, there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm fine. It wasn't an accent. I just said funk. That's that's what happened when I said the n word. It was just a, a, a accumulation. <laughs> Don't let them know you said it. <laughs> no, no, listeners. I have a confession to make. I Nabisco. I I was having you know just a, a random culmination of vowels and consonants arrange themselves, and I had no power over it, and they just happened to. It was a vessel for a racist ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and I led the charge. Yeah. The, the racism is coming, though. Right? Uh, oh god. Yeah, you were the you were General fucking Chow. Robert E. Lee. Yeah, you were you were Lee and I was one of your foot soldiers. General Sarah E. Lee. He just like <laughs> makes bread. General Michael Sarah E. Lee. This is two that's like three people put together. You know Sarah Lee. Yes, the bread. Okay, I needed to make sure, because you threw Michael Sarah Lee in there, seemingly for no reason. I nailed the joke. It floats. (laughs) Seamlessly. I did great. You sucked. (laughs) What is the point of this? Let's take more drinks. Ooh. Drink break. (laughs) Holy fuck, I am so drunk. Why would you do that? Seth is to prove that we were unhinged. <laughs> what was the bars? Bars. Also, what Brand does is he's very wide-eyed and he's leaning towards me with his hand. <laughs> you can't mistake him for anything. Bar. <laughs> You're unstoppable. <laughs> so what? I, I was too passive with it. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even react. Close the so, taglines of our own. Oh, hold on, what was the what was the Roger Ebert impression I was doing earlier? Blah blah blah. I'm Jimmy Cooper. I'm I'm Saddam Hussein. I was trying to do like Saddam Hussein. I was trying to do like the '30s fat guy walking around with like trumpet noise. No, that's the. I'm fucking huge. That's the. No, but if they're like businessmen that are fast paced but still fat, it's like. You know, like the note doesn't change, but the. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little higher pitched, but I know what you're talking about as well. Yeah, that gives me like Eeyore vibes. No, I'm totally wrong, aren't I? Yeah, taglines of our own. Taglines of our own. I'm thinking of turning this movie off. The tagline to promote the movie is like, "Um, this sucks." No, identity crisis. Oh yeah, 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 that's good. Uh, um, kind of a spoiler, maybe. Um, I'm thinking of licking beans, flicking beans, licking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of mimicking Gene. Ooh, Ooh, that's good. Like somebody's DNA, or like, hey, kiddo, I like your fat ass pants. <laughs> or a no, dude just a named guy, Gene. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah, I'm Gene about. Wilder. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna be racist. That's why I said the N word. I was mimicking Gene. That's good. Was Gene Wilder racist? Probably. He's Probably. an old man. Everyone was. That's he was true. Old was white like, and from the south. Yeah, you know, it was the twenties. Was he from the south? Just let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> How about um, I'm thinking of hysterectomies. Nice. Mm. I'm thinking of Robert E. Lee. Robert E., I think you should lease. I'm thinking of getting a vasectomy. Ooh, that's good. I'm thinking of blending things. 
banana, n- knives. What about like? I'm thinking. What about? You can't trust what's right in front of you. Was that, that was not funny? That's not funny stupid. at all. What was that? Was that? Stupid. That was like an actual tagline. Yeah. Do you do you understand that what podcast you're on? You know what this is? <laughs> we. <laughs> We, it's been like an hour, and we haven't talked. We've talked. I'm about thinking the movie of for sucking titties. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm thinking of blending things. I think that's the winner. I think so. Bananas. I think I actually think the winner might have been because we all reacted. I'm thinking of turning this off, but yeah, that... I'm thinking of Xiao Dong Ming. Ooh, who's that? <clears throat> A little concubine. Yeah, we don't talk about Xiao Dong Ming. Okay. She's it's facts time. Doesn't have arms. She's Haitian. Shout out mean facts. <laughs> I'm stealing your joke. It's, it's happening. <laughs> I stole that joke already. <laughs> I need it. Charlie Faxman. I'll send you a clip later. Okay. What was the one I said during it? What are we doing? Facts? Yeah. I, you said something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't remember. Fuck. I remember thinking it was a bad idea immediately. Because I'm a jackass. But I was right, probably. <laughs> Who doesn't? right. No one asked. You. It doesn't Never matter. Never say that again to me. <laughs> it was like, I'm thinking fuck of... Fuck you facts. It could be fuck you facts for me. All of us. Fuck me facts. But, uh, Chow Dung Ming facts. I think it was like, I'm thinking of facts or something. I'm thinking of facting things, yeah. probably. Yeah. Something like that, where you were like, ooh. <laughs> no. I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of pork on a bed of rice. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, a little soy sauce, a little brown sugar glaze, some chili flakes, maybe? In the glaze? Diced green onion? I could do... I like green onions. I don't mind green onions. Just a pinch of them. Pickled red onion? No. You can have those. <laughs> we're, we're creating a good dish here. Yeah, this is good. This is good. I a little miso and wasabi on the side? I, I like those things. I don't know if it'll fit with the pork so well. What about ginger flakes? You know, like the little leaves of ginger? It's not... This isn't sushi. You're right. The ginger might be a good touch to the, like a maple brown sugar glaze, green onions. Yeah. Spice to it. I don't know the side dish, though. I can't. We do want maybe a little bit of heat in there, too. Maybe. That's in the glaze. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like. A uh, spicy glaze? Spicy sweet glaze? Spicy sweet glaze, yeah. Put like. Hold um, on, what's the dish? I, I put was... some like poblano peppers in there. So it's, oh, a, it's a fried pork over fried rice. Fried pork? What? That's broad. Pork chop? It's, no, not I'm, a pork I'm picturing chop. one giant piece of pork. No, see, I'm thinking... Pork belly, pork ribs, I'm pork thinking loin, pork... Pork loin or belly. But it's a big piece of it, like a no, steak. No, 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 no. See, I'm thinking... So pork chop. I'm yeah. thinking Pork cubed. chop, that's how you get the glaze on there. No, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not thinking, glazing cubes. I'm thinking individual ones. You're going to fry them up nice and crispy, some pork belly, right. and then you're going to toss it in a little marinade to get that glaze on it. Well, you can, I'm going to agree to disagree on the kind of pork, because that's like the last thing on my mind. The glaze, though. Maple brown sugar, like... Some poblano peppers, so they're like okay. a little bit of spice, but they got that okay. fruity taste in them, so it like yeah, blends yeah, really you well. You gotta have a very neutral taste on those peppers, or yeah. something that leans into the maple. Poblano or guajillo, probably. The other thing I was thinking was could have been serrano. Mm-hmm. Serrano is too spicy. I love like a serrano, but like and also very earthy and herby, and mm-hmm. doesn't really go with. Maple. It, it does have a touch of bitterness <clears throat> to it. You're right. It's not gonna mix with the, the maple glaze. Yeah, facts. <laughs> That's so the, that's a good one. So yeah. we're thinking of a side dish? Yeah, that's the only thing. I think we got the main dish. Uh, really simple main dish, but okay, it'll right. be good. It's on a bed of rice already? It's on yeah. the bed of rice. 
Um, Why is this not? If I mean, we we got to think simple, like corn. You know, just like like a veggie. Like some, I think, yeah, I think if you threw another vegetable into there sprouts? and you made it like a fried rice Ooh, dish, that could be good. Yeah, some roasted Brussels sprouts with a mustard glaze. Oh, I think that would be good. Yeah, diced well, bacon in there for the fatty, mm-hmm. salty. Do you want a glaze or do you want a turmeric for a difference in like texture between the dishes? Yeah, so you still mustard, get that taste. The mustard glaze might be a little weird. Maple syrup. Yeah, well, I think it tastes good. I'm just saying that like you want different textures for your palate on the plate. Okay. Yeah. So like turmeric get that same taste in there, uh, 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 but like a dusting of it. I like that. Yeah, I do like that too. The only thing, I the other thing, like I was, potatoes and turmeric are so good. The only other thing I was thinking is we could incorporate like. Honey into this? That could be good. Oh, yeah. yeah, honey. We could do honey instead of maple, maybe. Ooh. And then the mustard would work way better with a yeah. honey glaze. Yeah. Spicy yep. honey mustard? Fuck it, A. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great dish. Facts. <laughs> Bars. Facts. Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. I'm lost now. You'll never know. So what are we calling this? This, uh, this is a movie podcast. <laughs> This, this is the pork shop podcast. <laughs> or maybe it's diced. Pork 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 facts. I think that's I think that's good and topical. Glaze pork I mean it just have to be like spicy a spicy honey glazed pork facts. There we go. And bars. God, that felt good. Is this how you feel all the time? That's how we holy, feel. Holy fuck, that felt good. So Jake tells us you're a painter. Yes. Jake tells you correctly. I don't really know much about art. My pictures let you know what you're looking at. What's it called? Uh, abstract. I'll get that. Uh, well, I, I'm not an abstract artist, so that's in my favor. Good, you see? That's exactly my point, you see? Good. I, I do mostly landscape. Like outside paintings? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I try to capture the feel of light and atmosphere. I try to imbue my work with a sort of interiority interiority so you paint inside well inside my head so a landscape would attempt to express how i feel at that time lonely joyous worried sad like that painting of that girl sitting in a field looking at a house yes exactly (laughs) but without people can a picture of a field be sad without a sad person looking sad in the field that's an interesting problem Bars. Bars. Yeah, it feels nice. Holy shit. Okay, it's facts time. I don't have a lot for you guys. Um, First one, according to director Charlie Kaufman, Netflix pushed back against the film's 1.37 to 1 aspect ratio because they were concerned that the viewers would think that there was something wrong with their TV. Wasn't there another movie we did that had the same premise? Where it changed mid-film. It was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Was it really? I think it was wide and then it just changed aspect ratio. We're like, what the fuck was that? No, I thought there was one that there was a fact that people thought there was something wrong with the TV. Or maybe it was an old TV show they did that. People maybe. were like banging on their television sets. Maybe. And they were like, I, I thought something had happened. I but can't remember. On yeah. this big projector screen, you could tell that it was a square. It was not. It was very obvious because I don't think this is 16 by 9. I couldn't tell at all. I'm dumb. Are you serious? <laughs> it was I, like, I don't know how movies usually <laughs> look. It was a quarter. It was a quarter slice in the middle of the projector screen. It looked good. <laughs> it's like watching out of a giant phone. <laughs> I had a good time. Yeah, I had Subway Surfers on there. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom half of Subway Surfers. <laughs> I'm going to go check on Callie real quick as I hear her crying. We're on fact number two. All right. <clears throat> 
So back to the port glaze. <laughs> so I'm thinking that mustard glaze will pair real well. I'm thinking of eating pork. <laughs> it's just a mukbang video for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, Charlie Kaufman, you've done it again. All right, so what do we? We're in pack number two. Uh, the young woman's critique of A Woman Under the Influence is taken verbatim from film critic Pauline Kael's review of the movie. Earlier in the film, a copy of Kael's review collection, For Keeps, For Keeps is the name of the collection, can be seen in Jake's childhood bedroom. Wow. I just realized you <laughs> He never watches it. I'm sorry. Except now talking into the thing he listens <laughs> I'm sorry. to. sorry. I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm sorry. I've sinned. I saw... I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Kisses for God. I, uh... It's that way now. Yeah. It's nowhere. Don't tell me. The only person that watches these are... I don't know who watches these besides uh, Kelly sometimes. We, t- Kelly. we give her a timestamp to go watch the YouTube. Oh. Because they're like, tune in to, you know, timestamp... Insert timestamp here to see Devin's dick and balls. You know? I, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't crested the the facial hair joke. I'm still. Oh yeah, that still roughs me up. That way you get like PTSD from it. Yeah, I'll, I'll sleep and I'll dream of Kelly, and she's like, "Yo, shit, facial yeah, hair. You fucking suck. You're the yeah. worst one. Yeah, <laughs> we took a vote. <laughs> I get, I get that. I was laughing. Wait, one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life, just so I wasn't crying that moment. <laughs> was that? Yeah. I think the hardest I've ever laughed is the eel thing. I don't even remember what the <laughs> eel thing was. Brandon passed out. <laughs> yeah. Can we, we tell that story? I think you'd started it out of nowhere. So we're in the Dairy Queen drive-thru, like, waiting for the Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. I think we pulled forward even. We're waiting for them to walk and into Brandon's us. And Brandon's wife was driving. No, he was driving. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Okay. Brandon he, was driving. And he, he passed he out. He passed out <laughs> driving. We were parked, but still... <laughs> Um, but you would say, I think you just said out of the blue, you and I were riffing in the back forever, but I think you said out of the blue, like, you guys talking about eels now? <laughs> yeah, we're telling you, the story. We're you, telling the story. Out of the blue, you were like, uh, sorry it took me so long up there. I got distracted. I started eating some pork. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the podcast. Yeah. But you were like, what if, uh, Benjamin Franklin stole electricity from eels? I think. And it's just out of the, out of that nowhere. Like yeah. Me. But then it was like, and we were riffing if, on it. And I think Brandon did said like, he, he stole, he stole the constitution. Dem- he stole democracy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not the only, he's just thief. He stole democracy from the eels too. And the idea of that just made us laugh forever. It was, it was and the Brandon, hardest laugh I've, I've ever laughed. I think. So funny for no reason. Brandon passed out. I laughed so hard. Cause they were like, you got to pull forward. Our burgers aren't done or whatever because yeah. you're getting a flamethrower burger. Yeah. So I'm laughing so much in like the car park spot. Yeah. So the car's parked. I just see so you like fine. grab Marina's for us. I was coming back to life. The world's going black. <laughs> I was holding her hand while we were laughing about it. And all of a sudden it just went limp. <laughs> like she fell. Like, oh my God. And Because well, yeah, I was like, to be guys, clear, I Marina, and Marina did not even chuckle. She did. No, she, she's dead faced. She's She's like, you guys are idiots. This is dumb. <laughs> and it was like probably not even funny, but no, she was right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still funny. No, I, I just on. remember because I turned around and said, "Guys, I fainted." And was like, "Is that why your hand did that?" Thing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't believe you for the longest time. Was that was there had to be something else that was so funny about it? Well, that was I a, think just that he was, there was a thief. A, there was a build up. There was something about eels, and then built up to to stealing the declaration. Yeah, of it was. I don't know. It just so it was a, a perfect storm. It was, it was, it was amazing. A beautiful day. Yeah, I always good. have. I always laugh super hard when you're in town. <laughs> I don't know about that's the good. worst things. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> 
So, did you do any facts? <laughs> I, <laughs> he's laughing, but I did one. Bars. <laughs> so you did... Like a weapon you've got there. <laughs> So you, you did do the woman under the influence one? Yeah, I, dr- I drank two beers for, for two... For her. Yeah, I poured one out on your carpet. Thanks, Rest guys. Rest in peace, my boy. <laughs> Next up, uh, Brie Larson was originally cast before being replaced by Jesse Buckley. Oh, wait. Never mind. Or I'm thinking of Alison Brie. Alison Brie. She's fucking bang, dude. So and she's just super cool. So is Brie Larson. Yeah, but... There was, there was an episode where or, Brie Larson filled in for, like, it was either Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or something. She was on Community, too. And she's wearing like this black dress, and her boobs are like. Yeah, don't think I haven't seen that, Brandon. <laughs> of course, I know exactly what you're talking about. I photoshopped off all of her limbs. There's a post on Reddit that I saw that was like when Brie Larson turned all of her haters into fans, and it was just a picture of her fucking tits in that dress. I yeah. gotta think. And I was like, you're gotta, right, because I hated her. Picture. I hated yeah. her before. Now I know her. I just need to see her face. Just look up Brie Larson black dress. Um, but she was cast in this originally. Mm. Larson had to step down to focus on Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. I'm sorry. In really? 2019. Others that were considered that were Kristen guess. Stewart. She's not my type. But do you see? I mean. That. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Kristen Stewart. You can't be a man and not. Lindsay see. Lohan. She would have been. Wait, for this movie? She was... Yeah, for Jesse Buckley, her role. And Anne Hathaway. Oh, Anne Hathaway would have been so good. I gotta look up Jesse Buckley, though. She's the main girl. Yeah, I gotta see what else she's been in. Because she looks familiar the whole time. Oh, I thought you meant, like, I don't know what she looks like. Who? Uh, Next one. One of the wigs Toni Collette wears for her role was originally made for Stranger Things, serving as the wig that they put on Eleven in the first season. It was modified for Collette, but yeah. Damn. Really? Seth and I have a good story about Stranger Things, too. Yeah, we watched it together. When we used to live in our Sussex house in, in my junior year of college. Um, I don't know where at all. In my third year of college, we were living in a house together with four other guys, and I would come home from school, and Seth was off these days or something for managing that cold stone. Yeah. And he was watching Stranger Things right when it had come out, like it was in the heat of it. Yeah, like premiered that week. And you were in the second episode, I think, and I was like, what is this? You're like, oh, it's Stranger Things, and I was like... Oh, he's like, it's like kind of scary, but it's like an 80s throwback thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I was like, what is going on? He's like, oh, she's talking to the woman. She's talking to her kid who's in the upside down with the, the lights on the wall. But watch out because the monster's going to come. The demogor- Oh, I know. The Demogorgon's yeah, coming through. Now, yeah. And we were, I was like, Demogorgon? Like Mr. Gorbachev? And you're like, Mr. Monsterchop. Yeah. And it was right at that point when. Oh, this is like the second to last episode or last episode then. No, because that happens in the second episode. I recently watched the first season again. Really? Yeah. I thought so, that was towards the end in like the gym. No, no. It was in the house with all the lights. Yeah. And the monster starts to come through like the wall in their house. And we just go, Mr. Monster Chop, tear down that wall. Or no, I'm it was. Remembering this differently. Come then. through that wall. Or what was it? Because I remember the quote. It was jump through that wall. Jump through that wall. But I remember being in the school at the end of the season when he actually jumps through a wall and you'd said it right before and no. you'd like predicted it perfectly <laughs> and he jumps through. No, I remember it being in the house with the lights and it was like 
pushing through the wallpaper, but it never yeah. came fully. I through. remember. I know what you're talking about now. So. I, I'm gonna just choose to remember my way because it's funnier if you <laughs> predicted him jumping through the wall and we hadn't even talked about Mr. Gorbachev leading up to it. Yeah, you were just like this will this will kill. <laughs> I've been working on this. Uh, my next one. In an interview, Jesse Buckley stated that when she received the script, Charlie Kaufman described her character, the young woman, as, as cringe, molecular. The fuck, Charlie? <laughs> Molesteria. Molestrios. Molestrios. That's what he described it as. Yeah, molecular. The hell does that mean? Molecular? Like, Charlie. Like, almost unseen in the world, like, as, like an atom, like a molecule, like you can't see it. You can only imagine it. Oh, or maybe, oh, or maybe infinite, oh! or maybe infinitely complex. Oh, yeah, I think it's part of everything. Yeah, she's in all of it, which is kind of the lesson at the end too. I don't know. Interpret it how you want. My penultimate one's a good one. In Ooh, Jake's room, I like this one. The board game Battleship is visible on a shelf to the right. Jesse Plemons starred in the movie Battleship, based on that board game. That's in a 2012. fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, that's true. I guess it is. And last, awards, nominations. Let's take a look. We're going to take you down to Awards Avenue. And then we'll we'll give you... (laughs) Sorry. I was going to say give you a moopy. Yeah. Not suck your penis. That's not what I said. What is a moopy? It's their awards, I think. It's our the bracket. Awards, yeah. yeah. Oh. We have a bunch of different names for them. So. A Mookie, a Roggy, a Moomie, a Moobie, a Moogie, and a Moogie. The Squanchies, the Fucklers, the Rizzler. The, 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 I like the, the idea of a Rizzler as a serial killer and he just like does a really cringe fuckboy thing before he like. No, he's, he's a spinoff of Batman's villain, the Riddler. But he just rizzes up girls the whole time. Yeah, what is that from? Answer this one. <laughs> like, does that like fucking peck flex thing? He's like, oh, yeah. bounces the pecs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought so I awards: Art Directors Guild in 2021, Excellence in Production Design, just a nominee. I must answer my riddles three. Uh, the Bofkas. We don't need to talk about that. I'm trying to fight. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to suck. <laughs> and number three, what's good, shoddy? Are you trying to get this duck? <laughs> yeah, you can't ever finish the pronunciation of it. Yeah. You trying to fuck? He like loses the reason at the end. He's like, you trying to fuck? You trying to suck? I can't. What else uh, rhymes? <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, no, no, no. he's like, but anyways. <laughs> Just doing a backwards hat, sunglasses at night, wife beater. Trey. Uh, yeah. You. Me. You are the Rizzler. <laughs> yep. Brandon's the Rizzler. Uh, I'm trying to find ones that aren't just like a city. It's like the Chicago's or... Ooh, the Clotrudius Awards. Nominee for Best Supporting Actress, Tony Collette. Best Supporting Actor, David Thewlis. Best Adapted Screenplay. Best Editing. Best Production Design. And Best Performance by a Cast. I don't know what that film is. Same. Yeah, I don't Where, think any of us do. The Gold Derby Awards, nominee for production design, nominee for screenplay, nominee for picture. Uh, ooh, speaking of Batman, the Gotham Awards, Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley both got nominated. Uh, the Indiana Jones Awards, <clears throat> the IndieWire Critics Poll, winner for best screenplay, nominee for best film, it took fifth place. 
Nominee for Best Director, it took 7th place. Jesse Buckley took 6th place. And Best Cinematography, it took 6th place. That's crazy. <laughs> Bro, that's so fucking crazy. I... Uh, National Society Film Critics, third place best screenplay. The North Dakota Film Society, really? Are they doing that much over there? Are they? Got the Black Mountains, man. Fargo was in North Dakota. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it. It's mostly just a bunch of regional awards, so nothing super high, nothing crazy. I remember some people talked about it in 2021 Oscars of getting a little bit of buzz for a potential like sleeper pick of a nom, but it was never thought about winning, so racist it's not racist it's i just true, think yeah, the academy yeah. in general is racist oh it sure could be kind of regardless of this movie you like jews you like then jews. you like the oscars yeah talk about that <laughs> i gotta <clears throat> speak on that cecilia this is for you just name drop. my mom name drop yeah yeah Seth's name mom. drop Seth's drop top is that where she got the- that jeep she just <laughs> bought so i uh, i just got a random text from someone i know love you cecilia uh, just randomly, I, I opened my phone and it's, you like Jews, right? <laughs> and that was the question. That was, yeah. that was what was positive. You like Jews? Brandon tried to block her, but you know. <laughs> Immediately. Give me your phone. I want to do something funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like looking through her profile. I'm like, what's going on? So, it was, it was for the nudes and then to block. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Have you received she's hot enough to her? not block. Mm, tangentially, but I don't do nudes. I don't. I don't like nudes. I don't think they're classy. Yeah, I take pictures with my eyeballs. <laughs> Look at how deep I am. Let me send you a nude. You just okay. <laughs> uh, I locked. I, I mean, do you t- remember that one girl on Tinder who was like, uh, asked, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Send who, me a picture of your penis. She's like, "Are you hung?" And then I, my response was like, "Actually, I have a medically diagnosed micro penis." Because I was like, "That's that's the right response." <laughs> And then she kept asking for a dick pic over and over. And I was like, you want to send a dick pic? Like, I want to see if you're hung. And then was it you who suggested, like, ask for a vagina pic? And yeah. And I was like, what, how'd you phrase it? You suggested like, sending your penis? I said, ask for a twat shot. Ask for a twat shot right in the clam <laughs> like you're looking at the eye of God. Is and that I, what you said? I think Lucas said that. That does I sound said, more Lucas. I said twat shot. The first shot. part sounds like you. The second part sounds like Lucas. <laughs> but this directly was like a, in the clam, directly. like you're looking in the eye of God. Yeah, and I sent that. A beautiful <laughs> thing to say as and a then pervert. She, and then uh, she said, she blocked me on Snapchat. <laughs> I said twat shot. Yes, Lucas said that's that. Good. I just followed your instructions. Men's rights, man. Hypocritical. Exactly. Yeah, I wow. wasn't. About, I don't like. I don't like sending. Names. I'm going to become a men's activist. <laughs> I'm gonna go into bars and be like, "What's up, guys?" Men and white people. (laughs) We don't get no respect. Listen, when I say white men activists, we're just going out and doing things together: jogging, bowling, anything that's an activity, quote unquote. Yeah, it's not a social thing. We just need to get off our couches. Jogging, bowling, but they do need to be women. Hey, what is that? (laughs) Hitting women. Hitting women. Screaming the n-word. Uh, uh, making rice aroni. Oh, mm, what about like a, with a pork glaze? You know, yeah. well, we don't. Agratine. Mm. We're white men. We don't cook. Let's that's let's, right. Let's keep our heads on track here. I'm a good cook, but you're right. In this club, I don't. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what I wish? 
What? I wish for that you? all three of us were worked at Cold Stone at the same time together. Oh, that would have been good. Because we might have died. I'm the bridge between it. Could you imagine if one night Take it was to the us three closing on a Saturday night, but when and we, we were closed... we doing the accent challenge. <laughs> we do the accent challenge, but when we close, we just play darts the whole night. Yeah, I could. I can imagine what that. What about a dartboard and so, just put it up in there? So just, Brandon and I awesome. had this thing where... Um, we do an accent challenge, and, and we worked at Cold Stone, so we'd have a line out the door. Yeah. We'd, we'd go up, we'd be like, all right, each customer a different accent. And I was pretty good at accents. Brandon, however, Not fucking good. sucks like at accents. So I do like a, what can I get to you, ma'am? <laughs> and then and then the next, he'd like, everyone would hear, because Brandon, Brandon's loud. He's and just he, projects. He, he projects his voice. And then the next, he'd be like, what can I get to you, ma'am? <laughs> and just like a... a like a, like a different, lower pitch with the same accent. Yeah, different. My like, f- my favorite one was when there was nobody in the store, and I was like, "All right, I got this." Next one, I'm starting strong. The whole time, this woman's coming in. I'm gonna do Australian. <laughs> she walks in the door. I just go, Hello. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I was like, I gotta take a minute. <laughs> you Did you say that back. and leave? Oh God, <laughs> somebody else take care of it. Oh God. <laughs> We'll be right with you. There's been many times where Brandon and I will like be serving a customer. We'll do some dumb shit, and then we have to walk to the back room to fucking laugh and like compose ourselves. That's so funny. God, hello. Like, Shrimp got- on the body. <laughs> he does the governor too, which is an Australian. They don't even do it in the UK. I don't think. Hello, governor. And then he just leaves. And I have to serve this woman. Dude, that'd be so- I wish I could walk into like a fast food place. <laughs> Sorry like- about my Australian mate over there. The guy looks at me almost in tears, breaking his laugh. Hello, governor! Walks to the back and just like, this place is awesome. I would go to that subway every day. Oh my god, yeah, no. Holy fuck. Let's get oh. into the movie. Too we haven't even started the movie yet. No. Imagine Nicole Kidman. Yeah, we're an hour in a four cold- minutes. <laughs> working in a cold stone. We're going to coal mine with an Australian she's accent. She's the canary we send in to see oh. if it's poisonous. I was just going to have her have we an have Australian her in... accent. But no, that's no, just no. Her. We have her in a cage again <laughs> as the canary in the coal mine. And we we send her out in there. And if she dies, poison. We don't, don't, yeah, don't, go, we in don't go in there. Mm-hmm. So we've got a whole vat full of kidneys. A whole vag full. <clears throat> vag but the thing is, is we've sent her in. We think she dies. Yeah. She's actually mutated. Yeah. In there in the coal mine. And she's she a coal no monster legs. now. No, I'm gonna keep. I'm keeping Nicole Kidman. Oh <laughs> shit, she's a coal monster. Yeah, yeah. You said that. Well, what are you doing in this situation? <laughs> it's Nicole yeah. Kidman covered in rocks. I'm, a, she's I'm doing tell blackface. You. Obviously, yeah, obviously, and separate from the coal thing. She's just she's <laughs> just grossly just, choice. just grossly racist. Um, I'm gonna tell you, Brandon. I'm still I'm still having sex with her in this situation. Okay. Yeah. There's not a lot of situations. would your honor. <laughs> There's not a lot of situations where I wouldn't have sex with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. If she did 9/11, smash. If she didn't do 9-11, tougher, but still smash. <laughs> hey, I'm the co-kidman. I didn't... I did 9-11. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm Australian. She, she's Australian, Hello, but she governor. can't do an Australian accent. Hello, governor. I'm the co-kidman. I want to welcome you to a very special day at the Mobe. So we got three flights. 
<laughs> Each one I put one of my special representatives in. <laughs> so supposed... Would you like the cookie, don't you want some? <laughs> so they're trying to fly the plane, but they don't know how. Let's see where they land. Oh no! <laughs> Your emergency exits. The tower. The twenty-first floor. <laughs> building A. <laughs> I'm gonna see this. Oh no! What have I done? It was all fun and games. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't understand this bit. God is not smiling today. <laughs> Oh boy! It's a bit. I don't. Well, know. it's funny because Devin doesn't join us enough, so anytime we do the Nicole Kidman bit, it is a bit to him. Oh yeah, it's brand but- new. <laughs> we we put her in a nine eleven situation every week. Well, we've, we've been doing this like six times. We've been I doing just, this since May of twenty twenty two. Every week. Yeah. Well, I just made a Nicole Kidman an Italian jihadi, and everyone went along with it. I just yeah, of course, duh. It's this Italian is improv. Really it's good. yes yeah. and duh. Yeah. Oh, and also, but usually the yes and is just like she's got tentacles for hands. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> or really she's is. in an interview. Yeah. So, doing a radio show. Nicole oh Kidman. I love it here. The coal mining <laughs> monster Italian jihad terrorist. Holy fuck. That works in Coldstone. Uh, That's the movie. The movie opens with a woman narrating about how she's thinking of ending things, how this idea came to be, when it came to be, and just the idea of how thoughts can come to be. She's visiting her boyfriend, Jake's parents, for the first time soon. Well, it's more about how thoughts are the only thing that's true about you. Because sure. you can't fake a thought, but you can fake the things you say and do. Sure. That came later in the film. No, this is the very beginning of the really? intro she's talking about, yeah. Oh, I thought they could... She's visiting her boyfriend Jake's parents for the later. first time. They haven't been together long, but she's ner- She's nervous. And the two drive in a snowstorm towards his home. It's about to get farmy, so he really pressures her to get a snack. He was like... Intense about snack. Devin can have a fruit roll up. No, no, no. <laughs> it's snack yeah, time. No. I'll eat it so quietly. You did that last time. What if I put it all it's in the It's the TGTBTM snack hour. You have to eat it. The boys are arguing when we know what the result is. You can only have one. Of course, Devin would get his way. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. In a world. I was just narrating that whole thing. It felt good. You have to eat it in that room. The off. Don't even touch the wrapper yet. <laughs> It's already out. Dude. He's I like, know. He's, he's like a fucking asshole. magician, dude. He pickpocketed his own so, snack. He's really pressured to get a snack while an old man eats cereal while watching Mr. Peabody and Sherman and then drives off in his truck past some swing sets. Swing, swing. The young woman feels guilty, continues to narrate that if she is ending things, maybe she shouldn't be going to visit his family. And she's guilty because his family's so excited to meet her, but she hasn't even mentioned him to her own family. Kind of a one-sided relationship. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They like it low. <laughs> Slow and low. All my listeners like it low. Hey, welcome back <laughs> to uh, Smooth Jazz. Smooth Jazz. And I think I'm going to recommend... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing now. Um, and so the woman's phone rings. Lucy calls, but she doesn't answer. And it's her friend. The woman's name. That's her own name too. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't answer. She's like, "Oh, it's just my friend. It's not. 
PP time. That's what I tell when I'm playing uh, games with James on Xbox. I'm just like, sorry, boys, I got to go PP time. Do they love it? Yeah, because <laughs> I'll come back and they're both like, uh, I think it's our PP time too, actually. Just like <laughs> straight serious about it, not even, not even joking. So every time that she goes to narrate, because she's our narrator, the young woman, Lucy. Yes. He babbles about Wordsworth metaphorical poems. This is where you and Devin both started to decide that anytime he, Jesse Plemons, Jake talks about poets or literature or physicists or anything, mm. it's pretentious and douchey. Oh, that came later, but... It started. The seeds were growing. But when she says it... Yeah, she's hot and <laughs> sexy. I did hate how the entire movie she has a side smirk for basically every time she's doing anything. Like, she's just talking out one side of her mouth like she had a stroke. Hello! Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah. Watch the first 10 minutes of the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They drive by a beautiful new swing set in front of an abandoned house. This really intrigues her mind. Yeah. They ponder about it for a while. And then that old guy from earlier, he gets to a high school. He's the janitor. Some of the students mock him by the way he walks. He seems all alone, all while this woman narrates. Their, their lives might cross at some point, maybe. And Jake, quite knowledgeable about musicals during this blizzard drive, he mostly knows them from the kids performing them, and then he recognizes those kids with jobs at the supermarket. This has just thrown me for a loop, because it's like, wait, the kids are performing musicals at the supermarket? And you were like, no, Brandon, you're drunk. Yeah, he wasn't. He just, I fairly enough, he wasn't listening, because you're also typing all the notes down and don't have time to look up at every subtitle. But yeah, he but was confused. I was a really big fan of these shots. I didn't hear you say good shot. Uh, you just heard me complain about the 180 degree rule. That's true. Bars. Bars. <laughs> um, there were, I didn't think anyone heard that. <laughs> there were or really saw that. good I saw it in the corner of my eye. No, I did too. Yeah, it, really it took me a while to respond to it. Did you guys notice how when they would juxtapose the camera position with the cinematography, how they would use, like, you got your windshield, right? And then you've got the part of the car before you get your side windows. Like the B pillars? Sure, is that what they're called? Like the pillars between the rear windows and the... Except front windshield and your passenger and front... Oh, whatever those are called. Whatever those ones are called. That create a blind spot, basically. Those are the handymans. They would use that <laughs> where they... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where they would use that as the center of the frame. So, like, say it's focused on Jesse Plemons as he's driving. Mm. He's on the left side of it. And the other, the driver's side window is the right side of it. And that's the focal point. Instead of him and Jesse Buckley on the other side of him. But then when it cuts to Wait, her. Wait, so it's from like behind him? No, it's in front. So say you and I are driving right here, right? Right. You're the driver because you're in the left seat. Yeah. Where's, so, where's the camera? So the camera, so we're right here. Those blind spot things are right here for us. Mm, the oh, camera, nice. if I am, if it's a shot on me, on Jesse Buckley, is right here. So it's me thing oh. or it's those it's are the a window a pillar me you don't even see the other person in the frame at all oh no i've okay well someone didn't blow my mind or anything 180 degree rule so yeah you're the driver here right I'm here's your window here's... pretend you're the driving crooner put, put your hand where the camera is for me i'm right here you're right here so okay we use the camera is hey you're next... the driving crooner can i get in <laughs> hey, that was important okay this camera's right here it's focused on the blind spot a pillar of the car you're on the left side yeah the driver's side window is right here 
So you don't even see the interaction between driver and passenger. It's like almost like Jesse Plemons and Jesse Buckley, Jake and the young woman, aren't even connecting with each other. Yeah. Well, okay. I've seen that well, shot a lot in, in a lot of different movies, so I wasn't like... Will you grab me one, Brandon? Maybe I just take it for granted anymore, you know? Fuck. I shouldn't have another one. And a puke. And a puke this podcast. Can you have a puke? Can I... Please, can I puke? <laughs> I'm getting you a low alcohol content beer. Ooh, that's good. That's a good idea. That'll piss you off. <laughs> They're way so higher carbonation. I'm going to start hitting beers. women after Anyway, I really, like the, I really like those scenes. Uh, the 180 rule is a rule in films where it can disorient or almost nauseate a viewer. Where you've got a camera, say, here. Mm-hmm. But then the next scene is like, if I'm talking to Seth like this, the camera's right, like right here. But the next scene is the camera's right here, where it's going across the 180 plane. Yeah. Instead of over let's, one shoulder and then over the same shoulder. Let's try to explain it a little bit better for the people that are listening <laughs> to the podcast instead of the, yeah, the, the video. So if Seth and I are so looking at each 180 degree plane. You got two people looking directly at each other, an invisible line between their eyes, basically. Correct. 180 degrees, half a circle. So you can keep the camera on one side of them. So you're having a conversation. You look at either person. But uh, at least once that I'd recognized, they would film somebody and then they'd cross over to the other side of the line and film the other person while they were talking. From a different angle. So, yeah, you can do, like, oftentimes movies will do one over the shoulder to see, like... Right, so they're all only doing, like, if it's 180, it's, like, only the left side yeah. and the right side of that character, but they'd flip it and be the right side and the left side of that character. Yeah, it, it it's disorienting. And it, often, it can feel like they're looking in the same direction when you switch shots. Correct. Or if it's like a tracking shot or a panning shot where it goes all the way around, like it's right here on my right shoulder, but then comes all the way around to Seth's right shoulder and then a little further. And you're like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. Because then you're like, shouldn't the camera be right there? It kind of breaks... Mm. the idea that you're in a movie you'd be like i should be seeing something i don't think any of this was supposed to feel like it was a movie though which uh, which maybe this was an artistic choice the whole thing was meant to disorient you from my facts with that aspect ratio though so oh yeah for sure so but anyway that's that was something that i noticed those cameras that neither of the two of them are in the same frame at the same time jake really wanted to hear this poem of hers it was a good poem. That you said this so is, emo. This he is, gets so bored immediately. <laughs> he's driving, he's like, oh. But also, okay, if you're watching this poem, this is like a very good How poem. How do you watch a poem? If you're watching this movie, then you're watching this poem. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. If you have to ask, then you don't know. Then okay. you don't. But anyway, this is <laughs> how this, that works. <laughs> this was a very good poem. I like oh, this poem. Oh, shit, he's dead. I did like it as well. The ending especially. And it might have been the delivery from her where- It, I, was, it was actually, yeah, it was a very good- performance of the poem Great like i think she started crying during it yeah she did. she was crying like halfway through it like i did notice a tear down mm-hmm. right down the middle of her yeah. left cheek almost a blink and you miss it or if you're just not paying attention but the the end of Almost it where she if you're doing a podcast and you're like typing a bunch of notes yeah what you i miss it what but the very end where she's like she's got her head pressed against the window like solemnly like you know when you're on a car trip and you're either bored or just melancholy solemnly. yeah i don't know what that's but, not english Solemn? Solomon is a name, and solemnly is the act. I, of doing I know what it. solemnly means, yeah, okay. but, I'm, but I'm making a bit. She looks huh. directly at <laughs> the camera bit, for bit. the last two oh three lines, and like a small again, her fucking half smile that she does, the smirking, but a small Devin smile and like straight into the camera. And it was like it hurt me a little bit. My like note it was, haunted me. My so note. Was, I think, why is she I'm thinking of rewatching this when I get home. I think I'm the, thinking of watching this again. The way. 
Okay, first of all, like go online and read about. Oh, or, I'm gonna watch like three different videos or about this. or read the book. If you read the book, this movie is so much better. You should read the right. whole book tonight. But if you do watch this, watch it when you're super depressed and in a dark room all alone. Then you'll be like, holy fuck, this is like the the epitome of of intellect and Yeah. Well, I haven't cried in a while. That might that might get me to cry. So yeah. are you telling me that I can't enjoy this movie the way you did? You're too mentally stable to enjoy this movie. Fuck. Yeah. I, we've had that conversation before, and not in a negative way. We're just like I, I think you can still enjoy it as much, but I don't think you would feel it as much, I guess. Certain not, maybe not this movie specifically. But, you know, certain... certain Man, the other morning I got up at 6.15 with Callie. Uh She was just awake. I was also awake. I, like, woke up naturally because I went to bed at 10. So I got eight hours of sleep. Yeah. And I got up and her and I came downstairs. I fed her. I changed her diaper, all that stuff. And then we just watched Wreck-It Ralph. See, now you would feel Wreck-It Ralph better than I ever could because you are a dad now. Oh, my God. I cried so much. Yeah, that makes sense. It was rough. Anyway, yeah, my note here was, why is she staring directly at me reciting this poem? Like, she was staring daggers into me. But yeah. they argue about, you know, jumping for movie trains and movies and rabies and viruses. But they finally arrive. And Jake and the young woman wave at the mom from the second story window. For she's so long. She's waving like back. two minutes of film time. It's in a blizzard. And they're like, are we going to go in? And he's like, oh, I need to stretch. I have to stretch my long legs. So she just, knows I have long legs. She, she knows I like to stretch them. Do you understand if I stretch the long legs? So she knows I like to stretch my pussy. It's exactly rice. They decide <laughs> to not go in and explore the barn. They find a few dead sheep and some lambs. Eh. He tells her the- <laughs> <laughs> did that come from? <laughs> He tells her the story about the brute <laughs> He tells her the story about the brutality. Podcasting's of- a lot like jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Skip it bat bat bat. This is honestly this podcast is a really the good. free form scat jazz. <laughs> That got me the first one. So he he also tells them the brutality of of the farm and the pigs. Uh, Fucking pigs. Animal farm. Fucking uh, George Sinclair. Orwell? No. George Orwell wrote 1984. Somebody, Robert Sinclair, I think, wrote Animal Farm. Where they, uh, I think it's just straight up about the food industry. No, it's about communism. <laughs> it's got a lot of things to it, but it did change like food safety protocols. In no, the US. no, no, yeah. no, no. That was fuck. What was that called? Animal Farm. No, Animal Farm. The Jungle. The Jungle. Is that Animal... Robert e. Sincla- Robert Sinclair then? Yes. Yeah, Am I getting what Animal is An- Farm was very potently and straightforward about communism and, like, and that was flaws. so that could that was George Orwell then, huh? Yes. Okay, I'm thinking of the Jungle. That's that's changed food safety. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm a little dumb. No, they're fine. But the pigs, they were they had a couple of pigs that were like the pigs Let's go! being eaten alive I'm with by maggots stuck <laughs> yeah. in a corner when they weren't able to tend to the livestock like they should. They weren't giving the attention to the people that needed them the most and they ended up rotting out and dying. Well, he passed it off as farm life is tough as, a pars- as opposed to... We neglected some pigs yeah. in this relationship. Yeah, it makes it, you wonder what else was neglected. Well, the farm's a cruel place. Everything's got to die eventually. Me. And then this old man <laughs> is pushing his janitor cart through a high school hallway. Pushing his agenda on the teens. <laughs> Gay people shouldn't get married, he said. <laughs> With a, a stern finger. And a smirk. And a smirk, smirk on one Just side of his mouth. Staring straight at the camera. The, the greatest twist of all time. The young woman turns out to be the old man janitor. Honestly, that was my guess. 
Was it really? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> well, they end up making their way inside and, you know, Jake's yelling for his Hold parents. On, before you continue, what was your guess? Like, before we told you, what was your guess as to what this plot was? To the whole movie? Yeah. I had a few during it. Yeah, apparent. just so you guys know, Devin and I had seen this previously before. I, I had only seen not. It I've read the book, so I understand. I had seen it once. You'd seen it once you read the book. Mm-hmm. Marina actually recommended this for me. She's like, I've heard the, about this book. Let's watch this movie. It's on Netflix. And then she watched it. She's like, the fuck was that? She said, ew. In the book, they make it a lot more not obvious about like. Like by the end or during the movie or during, during the, the movie and also during the end, because there's this aspect of like her being scared. If he dies, she dies because she realizes she's just part of his fantasy. Drink Coors Light. Yeah. But, uh, maybe I shouldn't say what my guess was. No, no, no. I, I'm, I, I think this is a valuable side. No, but we're like barely into the movie. Yeah. We're going to spoil yeah, it fair. immediately. That's fair. That's fair. So they make their way inside and yell for his parents. The house is like eerily silent and still, even though we saw the mom, he's like yelling for them and nobody's responding. You said the dad did respond, but you wouldn't have heard it without the subtitles. Oh, yeah. That happens a couple times in the movie where the subtitles kind of bail you out when they're not. I, they shouldn't. I think it'd be better without them. I also, that's kind of the point of the movie. Well, not I also think that like we would have heard them if we weren't us watching this movie. <laughs> Do you, Maybe. But there's that point. At, there's one scene where she's in the basement and Jesse Plemons at the top of the stairs and it's clearly muffled and muted. But the subtitles are very clear what he's saying. I think well, those so are there regardless. When I when like I those first subtitles? those ones when it's the muffled hearing and it's just no. I doubt I bet it. it is. When I, I first it. watched yeah. this alone, it was like I could it, I everything was very clear and decipherable. There wasn't anything where Seth, you were like, "Who's she talking to?" Or Seth, are you are a subtitle to? person normally? I didn't used to be. Um, I I watch I watch a lot of anime, so I'm always subtitles with that because I don't. It's just worse in English a lot of the Have time. Have you watched that new like assassin anime where they go to that island? And they're like, uh, I think it's called Hell's Paradise. This is Ooh, Naruto. I haven't. <laughs> no, Naruto. I've seen. Yeah. Do you I know Vinland uh, Saga? No. Is that a Netflix one? It's not a Netflix one. It's it is on Netflix. Yeah. But it, it's by this. I feel like I remember when we were scrolling movies on Netflix. You'd like you told need me to watch, to watch Vinland Saga. And, okay. And Hell's Paradise is by the same studio as the Vinland. Then Saga. you have to watch two of the ones he recommends. Two of them. Hunter x Hunter. Obviously, if you haven't seen that, I've. No, you need it. to watch it all. Finish how, it. How far did you get? I think we I talked about this. I don't have a TV or internet at this point. I so. will buy you a TV and right. internet. Deal. If just you, so you can watch this. If you buy me a TV and internet, I will. I feel like you'd be obligated. Yeah. yeah I will watch all of it. Um, hmm. Oh, I'm not going to recommend any more until you get a TV and internet. There you go. <laughs> okay. okay. Deal. Hunter x Hunter. The name uh, of the end. But Vinland Saga, you will love it. I'll check so it out. So you're not normally. I'm on one piece right now, which is exhausting. You're not normally, yeah. but you watch a lot of anime. You're 100% subtitles. All I the have, time. I've love been subtitles. on subtitles lately because uh, Lucas and I exchanged movies for albums. Like, I'm trying to get more into movies. And he'll recommend a lot of. Uh, Foreign. Foreign stuff. Yeah, there was a Korean. The guy that did Parasite, he recommended one of his old movies, which I fucking loved. What was it? Memories of Murder. Yeah. Amazing. Here's the thing about subtitles. So when an audio, when they mix a movie, they mix it for 128 channels, which means 128 different speakers and channels throughout like a theater auditorium. And then there's someone's job who is to down mix it to like eight channels or whatever a TV. For a standard outputs. TV. Mm. Right. So like you're not getting the complete audio like there it's not what it's intended when you're watching a tv so like the audio is always going to be a little low like the the like vocals are going to be a little low or the explosions a little high 
Like, whenever I watch a movie without subtitles, there's at least one or two lines that I just don't get because it's during an action scene or... Oh, yeah. So, I'm always subtitled just because... I'm not, except for podcasting so I can take quotes down easier, or upstairs in bed because I turn it so low so that people can sleep and I can still read it or something. That's another reason I've kind of started to do it more often just by default is I have the TV down quieter because I got neighbors upstairs and stuff. But the only reason I don't like subtitles, because I think they're very practical, obviously, and they don't cover up very much the screen, mm-hmm. but I am staring at them the whole time I'm watching a movie. I'm missing so many little details. You're missing the visuals. A lot of visuals, yeah. And well, I've, I've learned- just I've just kind of learned how to read out of my periphery. Same. Or if not, like, very good at glancing back and forth without making but, myself sick. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better. Literally, the mind can't multitask, so you are missing something. And you are taking no, that audio apply over to me. visuals. That doesn't apply to me or Devin. You can, you can <laughs> definitely multitask with the brain. What are you talking about? The People brain... are, are literally able to put together puzzles and solve a Rubik's Cube at the same time. It's because your mind is focusing on one... You're thinking of computers. Computers nope. can't multitask. No, there was a study that showed that your mind, the neuron firing, can only focus on one task at a time. You can go back and forth very quickly... But it cannot multitask. Okay, well, even if... So, we're much better than a computer. A computer can do that in, like... So, if you have two browsers... If you have a browser here and a browser here, they're not running at the same time. You're focusing on one and the other. But you don't notice it because it's so fast. And the brain's so much better than a computer. So, if you're doing it... No, you're not doing both. You're missing something. No, you're not. Minutely. I don't trust a scientist to tell me what goes on in my brain, to be honest with you. (laughs) Because I am both talking and looking at you and enjoying your glasses. Hey, thanks. Hey. Hey. (laughs) And I'm like looking at you, enjoying your glasses and jerking you off in my I was about to say, say, but are you sucking me off? So apparently (laughs) you are. Looking and talking and definitely thinking things all the same time. Because you have to have a little bit of words there's no way the, we don't the multitask because like if like there's things even like motioning while you're talking unless you can predict the future and that's the task you're always focused on you're always like a couple seconds ahead and really intelligent people just have a little more of a buffer into the future hold on a second and also you're breathing <laughs> and your heart is beating which is controlled by your brain well but those, those are, are autonomic yeah because i was gonna but bring it's those up coming too. from the brain does not count. No, it, this is oh, it doesn't count. Suddenly, this little study falls apart <laughs> when your brain specifically is the subject at hand here, and it's doing all these. You tests know what? I want the neuroscientist on this podcast. <laughs> right Let's he get actually, him and the daughter of Deep Impact on. I was going to say, time. I think they're probably all about eight podcasts deep. But. So anyway, the parents finally start heading down. The young woman notices the door to the basement with scratch marks all over it. The door's like taped off as Jake lights a fire, like. Every time she's mentioning something, he always does something like right then, or she's narrating, and he's always like, ta-da, we're here, or things like that. I think the basement was supposed to represent, like, the subconscious. I bet so, yeah. Such a long scene of the dog shaking, too, followed by... Oh, followed by, ah, here they come, right as she tries to ask him a question. Mm. I was like, what is this? He always interrupts. Parents finally come down, make awkward small talk before they go to eat this giant dinner. He told her that. It was going to be a small smorgasbord for them, but it was huge. It was like Thanksgiving. I mean, the whole movie was about, um, oh, God, I'm so drunk, I can't think of English. Of uh, Sex? No, like when, when one thing conflicts the other thing. Like the, the word for that? Like a, a- Contradictory? Contradictions. Holy fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the young woman talks about her paintings of the outdoor things with a sense of interiority. The mom spills the beans that Jake used to paint. He's all upset. The dad does not get art at all. <laughs> He's sitting there like, but if but if it's interiority, then that means you're inside. How are you painting outside? She's like, no, it's a sense of being inside, but you're actually outside. But it's sad. He's like, how is it sad if there aren't people there? And you're Honestly, like, I related to this guy a lot. <laughs> you don't get art, apparently. I don't. No, I don't understand art. I failed every single high school art class. Well, the young woman checks her phone to show them pictures she has drawn. And she has many missed calls from Lucy from before, but also Louisa. Which are all kind of different variations of Lucy. Of the young woman. Yes. And then a weird shot of Tony Collette's toes, the mom. I don't know where this came. So I think. I know where I came. I think, <laughs> I think this movie drew a lot of inspiration from Eraserhead, where like the goal wasn't to scare you with like potently. Sorry, I'm talking, but also I'm looking at that dumpy. That ass. <laughs> okay, anyways. Eraserhead didn't rely on like potently scary things. It relied on scary things in the day to day life that like create this sense of of dread inside you, like almost like a thriller. Because no, not a thriller. Because a thriller <laughs> I was relies to catch you slipping. Eraserhead's about the the guy that has a baby, right? And the baby's just fucked up, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So he has That's a the plot. He has a baby, but the baby's like an alien. They use like a cow fetus, like an actual cow fetus. Ooh. In the movie, and it's like the girl's like, "This baby's fucked up. I'm out of here." But it uses things that aren't like, I don't know. Like, there are things like it's so hard. Just go watch Eraserhead, and then watch this it movie. You'll list. understand the parallels where it goes, and it uses like normal social functions to set like such a dreary. Shh, you're drunk. <laughs> okay, but things are just different from like. Just watch Eraserhead and then watch this and you'll understand. Okay, okay. Because I do really want to watch that. Watch five hours of cinema and then get back to us. Yeah, then you'll understand. Eraserhead's only thoughts. like an hour 45, but it's a hard watch because it's stupid. Uh, so they start movie. to talk to the woman. I have no idea. No. He did something similar, maybe. Yeah. So they start to talk to the young woman about her work in physics and how there are many husband-wife combo physicists now. And then you get the story of how they met. It was at a bar on trivia night. Huge rambling about Trivial Pursuit, Genus versus Genius Edition. Before Jake fucking... Who? It's Lynch. Yeah, that makes sense. Before Jake fucking loses it. Like, slams on the table. It's Genus, you fucking idiot! Yeah, he was pissed. And so this story starts to become so jumbled. Everyone is confused. The young woman can't seem to even get her words out correctly. She's like, uh, 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 arrangements or whatever she said. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking of different assertions at a different point in the movie. But, but she, yeah. she can't get her words out. She's stumbling. And this that's, I don't know, kind of a hint at it. That, eh, I won't say. Again, no spoilers. But it happens a few times in the movie where genus, genius. Um, yep. Fuck, I can't remember what it was either. But she starts to think radiation, about how radioactivity, ago, radium. How long ago that night was, and the camera shifts to slowly. It's it's from a separate room, and it pans to the left as it cuts off the rest of the family, and a doorway cuts it off, so you can only see the young woman in frame. And then she's all alone at the table, and then it cuts to the old janitor eating a sandwich, also all alone in the school, watching a show about a guy screaming for the girl in a diner he loves 
that she's being a vegan, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Asking about burgers. This movie that he was watching in the high school is directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. And then cut to black. You're back to the dinner table. They're all back together again, talking about diligence pins that Jake had won. He wanted the acumen pin. But he got the diligence. What's He's acumen not mean? I don't know. I think um, it means like intelligence, maybe? I think it's similar it's gotta be to like a Latin word. What if you guys could just look it up? It's similar to like accolades. I think I can look your up acumen like is like what you're what you're worth because like this is your, the proof of what you've done. You know? Okay, all right. Like having a business acumen, you know, you've you've been very successful. Yeah, in it. I'm fact checking you. Right well, now. please do. He gets that pin. He's he was upset about acumen, it, but... the ability to make good judgments and quick decisions, partic- typically in a particular domain. Okay, business acumen. No one's ever going to hear that, Seth. I don't want them to. Oh, That's okay. a spoiler. Well, they argue about Jimmy the dog smell and old photos. You laughed so hard. They're looking at the photos like, who's that? And it's just like a little kid. And you're like, oh, That's yeah. me. That's right. There's, oh, yeah. She's looking at the picture and she's like, she thinks it looks like her. And it, I thought it, it kind of did. Yeah, yeah, Well, that's why I, it's supposed to, you know? Yeah. But it, it cuts to them talking, and she's like, who is that? And he goes, what do you mean? You can't tell? And it cuts back to the photo, and they've just, like, superimposed have, Jesse Plemons' face on a have toddler. You guys, have you guys <laughs> so seen that funny. Nathan for you? Um, yes. Where it's like he does the age advancement, and it's just so bad. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if I've seen that so one. So, what that skit is, is they're trying to get, it's he's helping out a sports equipment store, basically, like a universal athletics or something to get a sponsor like a true athlete sponsor but they can't afford anything so he's like what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in the eight-year-old soccer market and get them before they come become big so we've got a spokesperson yeah so they do a bunch of it they watch some kids play and then he hires somebody who's perfect at photoshop and age advancing people so he takes the best kids and he's like, let's see who's going to become true athletes. And he age advances them. And it's just their kid face on an adult, like, ripped six-pack <laughs> black body or something. He's like, yeah, this is what I envisioned. And the one he looks, he's like, it's on a it's on a men's man's body. He's like, this kid's a girl. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. But the mom has tinnitus. Tinnitus. And is being whispered to. That's what she thinks, at least. The dad's bandage, way bigger. And on the other side of on his On the head. other side of his head. Things, the visuals in this movie start changing left and right, but they're minute. It's like almost somebody's rewriting the story or remembering it wrong. Or like a salamander. Like a salamander. And the woman gets on a phone call from a friend this time, Yvonne. Yvonne calls her. From the movie. That was her name. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Wait, what? Yvonne was the vegan waitress that was an animal rights activist lawyer in the movie. Her name was Yvonne. You, I love Yvonne! Everyone's woo, clapping for her. That was her name, and then she gets a call from it. Cause... When the janitor's watching the movie Eating a Sandwich in the High School, he watches that movie about the girl in the diner and the guy, her name was Yvonne. Kind of gave me hints about all this shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that... And then didn't click at all until it the thing really was is you brought only, something where you're like I'd written down a quote in my phone, so that's like the only reason I knew their name was Yvonne. Nice. Oh, you had mentioned something where she went to go put on glasses to look at her phone. You're like, she didn't wear glasses before. I was like, she did. They were red framed, and she puts them on now, yeah. black. And then yeah, I was like, oh, those glasses aren't red anymore. So things Brandon are, checkmate. Small little things are changing. I knew what the fuck I was saying. I'm gonna kill you. So she takes the message from Yvonne, and it's a man on the phone just like, 
I don't. I didn't write down what the fuck he was saying. Yeah, it was always like one question, one question to answer. Arrogance, arrogance. What is it? Only one question, one question to answer. And he's like saying it so fast. Just so in the book, those were like he had a therapist and he was talking to him, mm-hmm. and the therapist was like, "You're fucked up." Is that the therapist talking to him then? Uh, that's him being like, "Therapist is right. I'm not lucid." Okay, there you go. Okay, but he's basically talking gibberish in the film. She says, "Yo, Yvonne's fine. I'm gonna go back to Jake's family." They begin to talk about the cruelty of aging and all that when she notices the storm is worsening. So she looks out the window and Devin's like, here's where it gets weird because all of Jake's family are gone when she turns around. She's all alone. She calls for Jake. She can hear him, but he's now upstairs. He isn't worried about the storm because he's got chains. He's got got chains. chains. And she makes her way upstairs into Jake's childhood room, notices Jimmy's urn, the dog. She also notices Woodsworth. And a book open to a page from the poem Wordsworth. Did I say Woodsworth? You did. I wrote Wordsworth. I, I just figured you did. Yeah. And a book open to the page from the poem she had read earlier in the car. What? What the fuck is going on? D- uh, do we know which book she opened? I don't remember. Yeah. And as she reads the poem, later. do you know where that poem's from? Uh, it was. Uh, oh God. Um. Fuck. Because it wasn't Wordsworth, right? No. No. Different it entirely. Was, it was another poet, and I didn't realize this. We'll have to look that up. As she reads the poem, Jake's dad touches her shoulder and talks to her about how things are changing around the house throughout the years. Boneyard or something. Things are changing around the house and how she's going to start to notice. He is older, like way older. He's lost his memory. Doesn't have that bandage anymore. Things are all changing. The dad leaves the room and a light glows strongly in the other room. She walks across the hall to the mom's room to see... It's a, it's a poem called Bone Dog from a book of poems called Rotten Perfect Mouth by Eva H.D. Oh. Bone Dog. Never heard of her. I liked it, though. Well. It was good. It was a good poem. She walks across the hall to the mom's room to see her, old in a wheelchair. Jake is feeding her gruel and taking care of her, saying that they can leave shortly. So she looks out the side to see snow only falling on their car now underneath a street lamp. That's conspicuous. Kind of cool. And the janitor's taking out the trash in a blizzard. Very good. So the young woman narrates to herself in a non-Euclidean style. Yeah. Yeah. You brought this up. Yeah. So describe. As far as I know, and I may be wrong because I'm wrong about most things I think I know, uh, non-Euclidean structure is something that's over three dimensions. So, like, the staircase thing, like, it, the staircase, which seems to go on infinitely. So, yeah, and- this is a scene where she is walking down a scare- staircase narrating to herself. She goes down the upper floor and then towards the basement. And then she, she walks around, but then she comes up from the upper frame again, like, at the top of the stairs. Yeah, so it seems like it, there's another dimension other than the third. As far as I know, a non-Euclidean structure is something that's higher than a third dimension. Are you fact-checking me, Seth? Yeah. Okay. Tell tell us something you do know. Tell us about that glass at uh, Denny's. The glass at Denny's? Remember we were sitting in the circle booth and you were looking at the window and you were like, ah, this has to be. Uh, see, I don't even know about that. I thought it was a Clausen because it looked like an uh, independent sash with a boot glaze IG, but I don't Ooh, a know. a boot glaze? Could you put that on a pork? So a boot glaze is basically it's an IG w- or an IGU, which is an insulated glass unit, which is two pieces of glass put together with, with uh, pork. With pork. Um, with we call them air spaces, which are basically aluminum tubes filled with with 
uh, desiccants, things that suck air out. Yep. And uh, then you butyl the whole thing so it's sealed. So it's like the air acts as an insulating layer. A buffer. A buffer. And then what you do is you put a rubber boot around that entire insulated glass unit. And then you put wood pieces that fit together and screw together. And that becomes a sash that you can put into a frame and then screw into the frame. And then all you have to do when you want to replace that IG is take, take the frame, frame off. Take the, take the sash out, not the frame. You don't have to disassemble the frame. You just take the sash out, put it on, take out the wood pieces, and then take off that rubber boot. We call it a boot that goes around the, the glass. The boot. And then put the new glass piece, put the boot on, and then... Anyways. Bars. 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 <laughs> so... She's you narrating to herself in a non-Euclidean style. <laughs> what did you find? I it, the definition I'd had earlier was closer, technically. Which is of. Euclidean is like uh, geometry and more of a two-dimensional plane on flat. Morb, morb on flat planes, but non-Euclidean is anything that's not that. Okay, so it also describes uh, usually in reference oh, to wait, things so, on curves. So can you? Explain so, that again. Yeah, there's like a picture on here that did it better than I did. Um, but Euclidean is like like that. So Euclidean's planes like this, two dimensional, basically looking at flat surfaces. Non-Euclidean, usually in reference to things with curves and bends in them, but anything that's not two dimensional, essentially. Oh, so I was wrong. Just, Just by about one the, dimension. Yeah. Okay. Which is very close. Well, uh, <laughs> in terms of numbers, but I guess the difference between the second and fourth dimension is a lot bigger yeah. than two. Well, she ends up bumping into Jake and his dad, and he calls her I hear Louis. that a lot of scientists think that the fourth dimension is time, because if you think about a two dimension, like Mario, they can only observe an infinitely small slice of the third dimension. Up and down and over. Right. So if you put a 3D sphere, you want to show a 2D, you want to show Mario on his 2D world, a sphere, and you put it through he'd only see an infinitely small slice of that as you put it through it. And it would get, it'd start small, then get big, then get small as you put the sphere through. Brandon, kick the table. I'm sorry. So I've heard a lot of like, or I've seen a lot of scientists and watched a lot of like YouTube science videos about like how we can only observe an infinitely small amount of the fourth dimension um, because we're living in it right, each time. second. And right, that like we can only observe an infinitely small part of time yeah because right? we live in it each second so a fourth it. dimensional creature could observe all of time they move through it exactly yeah which is kind of like what interstellar is about correct well she ends up bumping into jake and his dad he calls her louisa this time <laughs> which is another name from her phone's messages and tells the dad how they met at a restaurant well no, no her phone had lucy miss calls no it was lucy and louisa and yvonne there were three. Oh, I just saw Lucy nine times. No, Louisa was in there too. Damn. And he tells the dad how they met at a restaurant and she was a server who helped him pick out a Santa Fe burger, which is basically the story from the Robert Zemeckis movie. Yeah. And not the same as, I don't know if we mentioned earlier, the trivia story they told earlier where they met at a trivia Not the place. same. Yeah. Yeah. So Louisa Lucy is now talking with the mom who is a much younger version of herself picking up Jake's childhood toys. She tells her to live dangerously and take the dirty nightgown to the basement where the laundry is. So she goes, she's going to make her way down there. Jake's yelling at her at the top of the stairs saying he needs help with the chains. They should get going. But she's doing the laundry and she sees all the same RHS shirts inside. Who could that be? Maybe something high school? Our high school? 
I mean, it's the janitor's uniform he's Correct. wearing. So she explores the basement a little more, sees a bunch of paintings down there titled by Ralph Albert Blaylock, which are the her drawings that she had showed the dad and the mom earlier on her phone. And then she gets another call from Louisa with more garbled sayings on that voicemail. Must be another therapy session. So I think that's his, like, lucid thoughts. Ah, okay. Like, I think the phone calls are his lucid thoughts coming through. I yeah, see. It's the same words from earlier. Well, she goes upstairs to see Jake's mom dead in a hospital bed in the living room. Hell yeah. While the dad is young, thanking her for coming by. They finally get the chains on the car and drive off. But as Jake describes the evening, the young woman doesn't seem to remember anything that had happened during that night. She's like, that was weird. Yeah, she's like, I was drunk? What? My next one is, she feels she was the wind tonight blowing through his parents? Oh, Question mark, question mark. Damn it. I put three question marks after that. I was like, what the fuck is she saying right now? Yeah. I'm the wind and I was moving through your parents. Yeah, wild shit. Um, And she's now smoking a cigarette that appeared out of nowhere. Well, she took it out of her pocket probably. In the car about the oh, this, film. This is a good another good Talking one. about the film, A Woman Under the Influence, for like 10 fucking minutes. Yeah. And Devin, <laughs> Brandon was like, what was the movie they're talking about? Two Girls, One Cup? No, and I, I said, didn't say And I said, no, they're talking about A Woman Under the Influence. And Devin goes, don't worry, she'll say it again. She's going to talk about it for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And so Jake is a sugar junkie. They had Yule Log. Sugar dessert. Daddy. Sugar Daddy. But he proposes they get ice cream during the blizzard at Tulsi Town at the next exit. They make a couple jokes about Tulsi Town being a circus town full of lactose intolerant clowns that are as cold as his mother, all that shit. And they were about the amount of funny that we are. So I. They were doing good there, yeah. Which wasn't very funny. They were making rhymes, though, which is pretty good. And uh, I said they should just do the podcast. (laughs) I just wanted to point that out. In the car. I don't make many jokes, so when I do, I gotta make. I gotta fucking make them know. Well, they get to. Really accentuate them, too. Exactly. They get to Tulsi Town. Say them like the greatest. But Jake. At Tulsi Town will not let the young woman stay in the car because depending on who the workers are, they depending. might not they might not serve him if Jake is the one they're ordering. Apparently he's done something weird with these young girls. True. I think so those are like other girls he's fantasized about. Could be. Which is why that one girl because in the book she realized that she was part of his imagination. So I'm guessing is that that other girl was another girl who also realized. So I will tell you right now, just jumping ahead a little bit, those first two girls that don't serve him, that he looks away from. They made up. Are the two girls that laugh at him in the hallway as a janitor at the way he walks. Is that in your fun mm. facts? No. You just noticed that? I just noticed that. Mm. I don't know if that's true. I didn't notice that initially, but the way they were hunched together whispering and laughing mm-hmm. was the exact way the girls in the hallway did it. So. That's what it was. Um, And so he makes her order. Jake is so cold to the workers as they laugh and stare at him. He turns away the third worker. The young woman seems to recognize, but can't figure out from where. She's got a rash on her arm. That's a real tell. Um, And she tells her all about how pretty she is without even trying. But then the worker is like, that smell in the shop isn't varnish. I'm scared for you. Uh, You don't have to go forward in time. You can stay here with us and be safe. And I was like, whoa. Whoa! Trying to connect the dots, but... Whoa! Yeah, I still don't know what that varnish smell would be. I don't either. Because it's like a very... Chloroform. Chemically smell. Smell. I don't know what varnish smells like. Paint thinner. That's what I imagined, but I don't know what else would smell like that. Denatured alcohol. Like something just super chemically. 
excuse me. But like, what would that imply? Dissolving a body in acid? Or that, yeah, or that Jake has chloroformed her and this is all her hallucinating? You think chloroform would smell like that? I Does don't anybody know. know what chloroform smells like? No, let's, out let's test it out. <laughs> well, we're, hey, welcome okay. back to the podcast. We're testing to see what chloroform smells like. You can't just look like up what does chloroform smell like. I can. I mean, I you can. What smells like varnish? Well, they end up getting back in the car and eat a few bites of their Burr's ice cream and decide it's too sweet. They want to Those throw are away. blizzards. But Jake tries to Ether find a Ether-like sp- odor in a slightly sweet taste. So, so alcohol. <laughs> it told you what it tasted like. Why would you eat it? So Jake tries to find a spot to throw the ice cream away while the hot car, while they're in the hot car before it melts. And she realizes, she narrates to herself... This may be the last time she's in a car with Jake, and they will soon go on their separate ways because she's thinking of ending things. Mm-hmm. And I put, did he just call her Ames? Short for Amy, her name. Which is longer than Amy, technically. Oh, letter-wise, yeah. So now it's been Yvonne, Lucy, Louisa, and Amy. And they argue about David Foster Wallace and how long the road to the high school is to throw away the ice cream. Because he knows this, he knows the way to the nearest trash can. It's at the high school. They get to the school. Jake knows every little detail about the school, like the number of rooms, all the students, where the teachers' lounges are, etc. And she says he knows the school well. He's he's like, oh, I know it like the back of my hand. Then it cuts to his hand. It's an old man hand on the steering wheel. <laughs> and then I, my next note is Devin, show us that porno again. Do you guys want to see it again? I don't really need to see it, but you could describe it for us. Everyone knows. It's like the... the, the I, we didn't know. It's the one... And Seth is a porno aficionado. It's not a porno thing. It was a meme thing. It was like this girl kissing up on on this old guy. He's like, no, no. And then he drops a potato, and the dropping of the potato became a huge, huge meme. He dropped a potato into a pie. He's like, no, no, I'm a virgin. Everyone knows. Yeah, but Please, I feel like everyone that's has porn, to know. Though. I feel like oh, it's it a definitely real porn. Is. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it. Anyway, we got on that little tangent about that porno. Are we all curious about what that guy's cock looks like? No. Because if she's kissing him, that means she she had to have been paid to do it. But also, like, you can't have a little thingy, right? You could. You never know. Certain people have different kinks. Yeah, it's just a job at that point. I need to watch it. Go Me ahead. Too. I need to. Do Go it now. Ahead. All right. So, he goes to throw away the Burr's ice cream. When he gets back, he tries to stall. She flips on him about how she's been begging him to go home all night with valid reasons. They argue about the song Baby It's Cold about outside and its rapey vibes. And then, after this argument about that rapey song, they kiss for the first time in the car. Seth? Yeah, I love kisses. Both of you get off your phones. I'm looking at the varnish explanation. I'm looking at the porn you told me to look up. You rat. You well, rat? then neither of you guys say a single... Oh, ah! my God. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> Immediately cut That's... forward into it. Yeah, that is full-on porn. Do they fuck? I don't... It doesn't look like... Oh, oh yeah, for sure. God, <laughs> how much would you have to be I'm paid? I'm a virgin. He does not look like Just a virgin. Just railing her. He's got... He's got a small wangy wang. So, apparently, there's an implication in the book. Look, she's smiling. Uh, that she's looked like... bigger than small. She look, look it. at that articulation. That she, is the articulation. Hold on, we gotta get another. We gotta watch the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we don't. No, we have to watch. No, we went we too have to There's see- another old guy. <laughs> it 
Damn. Um, but there's an implication Whoa. with the varnish, though. Okay. Uh, in the no, book. that is small. No, that is a very girthy dick. I, girthy but small. Look, that's three inches, maybe. Her hand? That's her whole hand. Those and are then fingers. And it doubles. At the base is her hand. That's a... I need another that's picture a, to... I'm guessing that that is maybe a six and a half girthy. Do you think no, this is the guy no. that did porn for 60 years or a 60... Look, that's, or, it, or, that's her entire hand. Watch. Wait, hold on. I gotta go back. Uh, We're all watching porn together. <laughs> We're watching porn. She's hold on, hold on. Ah, see, that's her entire hand covering his entire cock. No, that's the top half. Here's the bottom half. Wait. What, does she have big hands, maybe? No, well, I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to say my hand is obviously probably that's bigger a smaller, than hers. That's a small cock. I'm saying that's six and a half inches. Six you, and a half? You are crazy? so BS. No. You're insane. That's four We max. need an out, out. I don't think you know what you. four inches looks like. I work in the trade. Look at that. That is. Yeah, wait, that go back. Was, go back. That angle, made that angle look... was pretty bad. Yeah. Actually, you're right. Yeah. You might. That might be a four incher, but it's. Thick. That is a girthy. It's thick for sure, but I it's not going anywhere. I don't even think it's thick. It just looks no, thick that because is, it's so short. No. Look at her mouth. Her mouth's like this. Her mouth is, no, She's her mouth big is big-ass mouth. I'll give him that. No, that is girthy, but it is short. No, it's not girthy. It, I, Devin, That's, it is no. girthy. She loves it, whatever it is. Look. She's a big fan. There's no. That's like that's the full pump, right? That's the thrust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's short, but I'm not gonna. Very short. I'm Look, not gonna, she's laughing. She's like this. She's I'm trying I'm not paid to for laugh. This. I am not gonna bow down that it's not girthy. It's short. I will agree, but it is. It is a thick one. Yeah. Anyways, a valuable side, gentlemen. So apparently, there's an implication in the book of Fuck. the varnish. I just want to get to the plot. <laughs> well, I'm trying I to know. help you with the plot. Where the varnish is something the janitor does to the floors without proper protection, so it worsens his mental and physical state. Ah. And that's part of his problem. That's good. Yeah. That's good news. Okay. Well, he goes to throw away his burrs. When he gets back, he tries to stall. She flips. They talk about the rapey vibes of baby. It's cold outside. Then they kiss for the first time. Baby, it's cold outside. And very quickly, you cut to the old man watching them through like a peephole or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Jake freaks out like at this him behavior. watching high schoolers or something, thinking yeah. about him. Freaks out at this behavior, goes to tell the janitor off while she breaks down about how she always has to say yes, how it could have been easier to just say no and not give him her number. And now she's stuck in this situation. She ends up getting so cold in the car because he took the keys, it's it's off. Basically hypothermia. She gets out to call for Jake, but when she tries to get back in the car, it's locked. So she has to go in the school. And she sees the janitor in the distance. She's hiding when he stumbles across her, and she asks, have you seen my boyfriend? He asks what she looks like, but she can't remember because it was so long ago, and nothing ever happened. He was just a guy who was being creepy, staring at her at a bar for a while during a trivia night while she was having an anniversary drink with her girlfriend. Yeah. So this whole story was fabricated. They never dated. I was so confused about... If she had a girlfriend or not for real, because she was at an anniversary, but then she says later in the same monologue that she wished her boyfriend was there. But maybe she was just implying that if she had a boyfriend. If she had a boyfriend, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, I was confused on so, that. So, they never dated, apparently. This is all a made-up story. The janitor says he hasn't seen the boyfriend, but he has seen her, and he notices her. And they're like, that's a little creepy, but you know, he's like making her feel seen. He offers her slippers to wear so his floors don't get dirty as she searches. Mm-hmm. Those are the slippers... That Jake offered her at the parents' house because it was cold. The janitor is Jake. Yeah. Well, and he also, she also says, no, those are yours. Yeah. 
specifically. So she walks around. She finally finds Jake. But then a lookalike of each of them appear behind them, come forward and perform a little ballet piece. Now the lookalikes are getting married until an evil janitor ballet person swoops in and they perform evil ballet with lots of running in snow. And groping. Now the men dancers fight. They fight ballet dance fight. But he's got a knife. And he stabs the handsome guy. Scabs him, yeah. Scabs him. Scabs him. Jake lookalike just got stabbed. Starts throwing red silk streamers as the janitor dancer takes her away. And Jake and the young woman walk up on the dead body and turn and go their own ways. They can go their own ways. Janitor Jake ends up finishing his shift but goes out to his truck. Doesn't start it and sits in silence. He seems to have a bit of a mental breakdown and undresses in his truck. It's all naked. No. Fucking loser. Loser, loser, fat Gets naked man. in his truck. He hallucinates the characters from a Tulsi Town commercial outside in the storm. Let's go. It's coming. And that ass. No, I'm not about that ass. Seth is about that ass. The old man is? The Tulsi Town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he just... Right for the listeners, he covered his crotch. I ice creamed. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. He uh, he hallucinates the characters in his front windshield, and this Tulsi Town woman, her ass was so big it wrapped around the front. Yeah, mm. I, I mean to be fair, up. she was ice cream, but oh goddamn! <laughs> and then Lord. we had to pause and rewind. he sees an animated <laughs> bleeding pig with maggots. Let's go. Okay, sorry, Callie. Sorry, Marina. He follows it into the school all while naked. You get to see his ass. And he now envisions himself in the school auditorium with old makeup on as Jesse Plumman's accepting a Nobel Prize for physics. Who do with the talking pig? Dude. The pig did talk, yeah. yeah I feel like we it's pretty important. We didn't to talk see. about the pig much. No. We're just kind of going Brandon's like, there's a pig, yeah, and now he's Jesse Plemons in old makeup. Whatever. I don't know. Getting a Nobel okay Prize at the high school. Okay but he delivers that. a speech about his journey through <laughs> the metaphysical. <laughs> hmm. He delivers a speech about his journey through the metaphysical. The metapigasal? And how love (laughs) is the only thing with true answers as he stares at Lucy, Louisa, Amy, Yvonne in the crowd. That's the kind of thing that turns people off of your movie. Like when you interstellar, you're like, oh my god, love was the answer. No, there's so much science that got you here. Yes. I, I agree. I love Interstellar, and that still pissed me off. One of the, my favorite films. I don't, yeah. Love wasn't the answer. It was, it no, was, it was. It was. No, it was humans. Love is what no, got him through love. the black hole in the end. Yeah. No, it was humans. It was love. It was love. No, it was not love. If you it say was, it was humans and how many some sort of version of seen? connection, it was love. It was not. Okay, it was not connection. It was humans evolving enough to get into the fourth dimension and manipulate, manipulate nope. it in a way. Do you know to, how they evolved into that? No, it was, it was love. It was <laughs> not love. How many times have you seen Interstellar? One. Yeah, it's love, my guy. It's not love. Okay? When you've seen it seven times, we'll watch it right after this recording. Let's get back in the movie, okay, though. Okay, all right. It's love. It anyway, love. I'm really good at aside. He I, brought del- <laughs> I brought up porn. Just he delivers that speech. And now porn. Jesse Plemons <laughs> sings a song from Oklahoma in front of everyone. Yeah. Now, if anyone isn't familiar with Oklahoma. Oklahoma. This song, <laughs> take, take me, me home to Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, West, West Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I'm trying to sing, but I can't. Can't stop laughing. <laughs> so, I, Oklahoma. <laughs> no, no. So, if you aren't familiar with the musical Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I'm done. John. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, but what the fuck is a town in Oklahoma I can name him after? Tulsa. Tulsa. I thought Tulsa was Kansas. No. Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Tulsa. John Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. I thought Tulsa was Florida. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Tallahassee, <laughs> which I think Tampa. is in Tennessee. <laughs> Anyway, he sings so a song from of Oklahoma, Napa, which is in California. Fuck, he's singing a song from Oklahoma in front of her. This song is actually about walking away from isolation. Walking away, no Phoenix wa- style. No, that's Arizona. Walking away from isolation in an imaginary girl and taking charge of one's one's own life, and then you cut to a shot of an empty parking lot in the morning, with just one single snow-covered truck. The storm has stopped. And the end credits roll, but nothing really appears on screen except for the sound of scraping and an engine turning over in a car getting ready to drive off. Good job. Good folly. Thank you. Oh, God. Okay, so now we've made it through the film. Wait, you could talk about the ending. Yeah, but there was no ending. Brandon tried to make the there an ending, like an alternate ending, but he yeah. was wrong and stupid. He and died. also Brandon. Yeah, he died, dude. See, my interpretation of this ending part was, well, not I guess the whole movie, not just the whole, not the ending. Yeah, but, um, t- tell me your interpretation before we told you. Before oh, I right. Told you. I had a couple guesses at it, which uh, the first one was like, they were both dead on like a road to perdition type deal. Mm-hmm. That Brandon's gonna react to that. Um, but yeah, I thought they were just kind of going through hell or being judged and like going through past memories. Um, when I started to kind of figure out it was more about him than the girl, and she was probably close to an imagination or a figment of his imagination, I was thinking like maybe like he's probably the janitor and it's probably like a daydream sort of thing. Um, but I never predicted that she was like not real at all or they never dated, you know. I thought it was right. just the past fling he was running through his brain mm. with. But having the knowledge I do now of the you whole thing. You motherfucker! What? Just cleaned up your piss all over the floor and the toilet seat. I always sit down to pee. I've been nice. doing that for a few no, years. Devin's now. pee was on the outside of the toilet bowl somehow. Impressive. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Outing him let me, like this. Let me clear this up. When I pee, it's like two streams. It's not fair. That means you just came. No. Every did you t- just come in my... Did I come? <laughs> That's not what it means. <laughs> Every time I pee, it's like there's one forward and then one Start the sitting down while you pee. All right, fine. It is nice. It is nice. Yeah. I do I it when do I want to scroll on my phone. I only do it chill. in the morning when it's like... When you're yoing and I, it's like... When it's like what? When you have the morning when you're yoings, then you have to sit down because there's no way unless you want to like, like do a plank up of the toilet. Yeah. You have to. You have to, you have to, you have to let it bars. Finger. Nice. I apologize. I tried to clean it up with my sock, but apparently. <laughs> There's toilet paper. <laughs> Did you rub your sock all over the outside of the toilet bowl? No, I didn't see And in, it, on the inner rim Dude, of I'm it? I'm a bachelor. I live, I live alone. I, my, my standards have. You still keep things clean. Well, if I were a bachelor, you know how clean my place would be? You don't count. Also, Brandon. You don't count. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that is the end of the movie. We're going to pause in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
How nice. Friends are important. Jake never really had a lot of them growing up. Or even after. You remember your 50th birthday? 20th. What did I say? 50th. 50th. Oh, <laughs> goodness, where is my brain? <laughs> anyway, friends can be helpful. That's what I've always found. Life can be difficult on a farm. Doesn't get any easier as it trudges along, I'll say that. What? Doesn't get any easier. What doesn't? Life! Oh, no, it doesn't. It's basically a fast train to hell. For God's sake, Mom! All right, all right, yes, I'm overstating it. I agree. It's a fast train to heck! was explaining his interpretations of the movie yeah yeah um i thought it was yeah it was developing dementia just like his parents not schizophrenia or anything like that because uh, dementia has been described by a lot of uh experts on the field as a, a sort of like falling through your own life you know your whole life looking back on it feels fractured. So I'm sure there's other things he's dealing with to make up a whole girl that he's like musing as a vehicle to get his own thoughts out. Cause she's also him in the sense because they're all made up, but you know, going through all of his high school memory, like bringing up all the things he's heard of, you know, he's probably talking about these plays in his real life, you know, he's yeah. watching the show and then listing every musical he's ever seen. People are like, the thing is like, crazy. we had mentioned like, he's a very smart dude, but he ended up just being a janitor. Like his IQ is great, yeah. but maybe emotionally he's not equipped at. I'm sure he's traumatized before even the dementia had started. If I'm right in my assessment. So I like the dementia talk. I, because at one point the dad, you know, he has dementia or whatever they're talking about it. Mm -hmm. When, the young woman is in Jake's childhood room. She's like, Cause dementia what are you going through? He's uh, like, hereditary? They're like, what are you going through? Yes. Dementia, Alzheimer's, Louis body. And he goes, Louis body. So I think that's Jake himself as the janitor remembering what it was that he's experiencing. Whatever a Louis, Louis body is. Louis bodies are like. Mm, Little fun. frail dogs. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a neuron. <laughs> Little meth, meth-headed dogs. Exactly They're right. like a neuron that begins to fray and basically dissolve. And they're basically essential for like neuronal firing to help you remember things and perform tasks. So it is a form of like Alzheimer's. It's Lewy body dementia. It's its own kind of like separate thing. Okay. Um, but you can't diagnose this diagnose it until like you have it that's or until nice. like the autopsy is done and you're like ah oh, it was the louis bodies so i think that that's kind of what it was that that's a very good take so thank you quotes how many quotes do we have like five i have a lot but um i think nine out of ten of them are the same thing yeah i have 11 i lied i have nine um uh, takes Devin so long on his non-iPhone to get to the fucking notes app. Well, that's... Uh, He's on a Zoom. <laughs> I think I have one, two, three. I have Eight. seven, but uh, five of them are the same thing. Do half of yours right now. Okay. <clears throat> also, I wrote these assuming I'd have the context for them, but then I drank a lot of alcohol, so I don't... I, I, I don't know if I can recall the I'm context. I'm an expert okay. in no context. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, first one is, I'm thinking of ending things. 
Second one is, you can do anything, say anything, but you can't fake a thought, which I think was very potent. That's good. Because you can't. Two more? True. Two more? All right. The third one is, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, wow. Okay. The third one, I'm thinking of ending things. What about the fourth one? Fourth one? That's what he meant. Fourth one? I'm thinking of ending things. Deja vu. Right? I thought you said that. I've been in this place before. All right. Save your other half. Save your other three. (laughs) Seth, half of yours. All righty, bitch. Uh, man, I'm thinking of flicking beans. <laughs> <laughs> Let's scoot forward to the mic for these. Not for that one. Uh, so my first one, I think, is from the dead, maybe? Or somebody's monologue, but the sun goes up and down like a tired whore. No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? That was from you the You said poem. it during the movie. That was from the poem. That was from the poem? Yeah. You're right. Uh, uh number oh two. And they get, we kind of did this one already too, but they get out of the car and they're waving at the mom in the blizzard. She's like, shouldn't we go inside? Isn't this rude? And he goes, they know I like to stretch my legs. <laughs> they know. This is from the dad. He just says, Billy Crystal is a Nancy. Yeah, that's good. Um, this is in the the movie that he's watching movie. as the janitor, uh, the waitress. And he's like, I fucking love her. She's a vegan and she's an animal rights lawyer. And he's screaming outside of the restaurant. Oh, I love she, you. I love her. And she's like smiling. Like, oh, him. And everybody's clapping in the restaurant. And the manager comes up and he goes, that was beautiful, Yvonne. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my last one for now. Movie. The, when she's looking through his, his bedroom, his childhood bedroom, like all the books and everything. she goes, uh, The dad comes nice. in and goes, this is Jake's childhood bedroom. And she goes, yeah, I saw the sign. <laughs> <laughs> Every room had a sign on it. That's well, that was the first sign we saw. Yeah. That. I, I saw the sign on the thing that said Jake's childhood bedroom. So my first one is my only IMDb quote. Lucy, Louisa, Amy, Yvonne, young woman says, people like to think of themselves as points moving through time. But I think it's probably the opposite. We are stationary and time passes through us. Kind of like a fourth dimension thing that mm-hmm, we talked about, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, my next one is a me quote. Seth very, died. <laughs> very, <laughs> very early on in the movie, I just That's go. too poignant. <laughs> very early on in the movie, I just go, guys, Caesar is trapped. <laughs> he was like in between the coffee table his way in there. and all of our legs. It's just like, how the fuck did he get in here? <laughs> I was like mad. <laughs> he was just—he was literally trapped in here. Both of your guys' legs yeah. are up. I, yeah. I saw him panicking a little bit, and I was like, "He'll figure it out." <laughs> and then Brain was like, "Guys," and I was like, "Oh no, he won't figure it out if we don't move." <laughs> as soon as I move my legs, he's jolted out. Yeah. This next one is from uh, sorry Jake, and I hated it. He goes, "Point for me, interested and knowledgeable about my girlfriend's work." Shut the fuck up, yeah, you fucking, fucking nerd. nerd. Yeah. But if the girl said that. Uh oh fucking this hot nerd. Th- this is literally from your from your quote but Devin says the sun goes up and goes down you little whore oh so you thought he was just saying something <laughs> yeah no, 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 that was yeah. from the poem he was yeah. repeating what it, I, yeah. I, I, I quoted guess you Devin. were taking notes yeah. yeah quoting Devin who quoted me that's uh what's that called uh secondhand sources or whatever secondhand smoking no vicarious yeah. maybe no it's secondhand smoking first firsthand sources dictated which, not read. There's a thing I'm thinking about, and some people will know, but not... Not Brandon. Not not any of these people, including me. So. <laughs> uh, my next one is... For it, I'm bummed. Pretty similar to yours. I'm, very... uh, I'm not going in. I need to stretch my legs. Long drive, long legs. Dumb. Jesse Plummer is like 5'10". He's not long. <laughs> Let's okay? kill him. 
And uh, my last one for the moment, Jake, Jake goes, they'll be right down after he finally heard them. And Seth just goes, Andy Dufresne will not be right down. <laughs> I did my Morgan too. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Andy Dufresne never came down those stairs. <laughs> uh, Devin, your last half. Oh That's from Shawshank, right? Yeah. I've never seen it, so I have no idea what Andy Dufresne does or doesn't do. I just know what Morgan Freeman is. I'm like, like halfway through Shawshank on it on the book. I've seen the movie. It was good. You should watch the movie. It's the best movie of all time. Highest rated film. That's what really? Brandon thinks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my uh, sixth, <laughs> fifth one is... Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Ooh. Is what? I'm thinking of ending thing. Oh. Yeah. Do you mean to repeat five? it? No, I'm okay. Okay, cool. Six? Number six is... Oh, God. I, I knew I wrote this down because you told me to and I was <laughs> supposed to remember. I remember what this one is. It, it, so just read it. Seth will help you. It kind of faded as you got older. and No, it kind of faded as you got older. Yeah. It was something funny. It was... Uh, oh, oh, you were funny. She, he, the, the husband was like, you were funny... It kind of faded when he got older. Yeah. Just fucking roasting his wife. I was yeah. just talking yeah. about the tinnitus. They're like, oh, age is so cool. He's like, yeah, it used to be so funny. It kind of got, it kind of faded as you got older. And what about your last quote? Oh, yeah, that's the thing. So uh, this is when in a part of this incomprehensible film, he's taking care of his old, old mother. And um, uh, he's like, Will you guys stop? <laughs> I stopped. Brandon went too warm. <laughs> my whole fist in my mouth. <laughs> he's like feeding his old mother and, and she comes in and she's like, hey, can we go home? And, and he's like, shh, she's asleep. And then it cuts to her with her <laughs> eyes wide open. And she's she's just, asleep. She's, she's dead. dead. She's clearly she's dead. fucking like a, dead. There's a fly crawling on her eyeball. <laughs> yeah. She's sleeping. She's shoving her fist in her mouth. <laughs> That was another one that I think Brandon told me to write down because I laughed so hard. And then I was like, no. So he goes, Devin, you write it down then. <laughs> finish yours. Yeah, I submit it. I'll finish you. All right. Um, God, I don't remember this <laughs> one's from at all. This one's just, I'm feeling confused. Nope. Take the nightgown to the basement. Live dangerously. Yeah. <laughs> that just made me laugh. Covered in gruel. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was that wind tonight blowing through Jake's parents. Stupid. did that one earlier but it makes sense going back to it because it makes about as much sense as this entire movie yeah well movie the metaphor movie. of the wind was that uh again being stationary and the wind was coming through us right mm. um and her being an extension of his brain and psyche being the wind that moves through them was him acknowledging at his childhood and how they'd raised him how he had kind of passed through their lives because in a sense, he is the pig that gets neglected. That's why he follows it and feels like the pig that is feasted on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were able to, like, interpret this in, in levels. I'm, I'm insane. So. I'm a fucking dumb bitch. Do it again. See what happens. But yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful movie. Um, <laughs> my last quote really made me laugh and uh, on it looking back makes me a lot sadder now because i know the ending but uh she's like i need to go home tonight i really want to go home and he's like to the farmhouse like no (laughs) to her apartment clearly (laughs) yeah but he wants to go home and he doesn't have one because he was neglected as a child brandon you uh this one is from the dad he goes 
Well, let's all eat. The food will be as cold as a witch's tit in a brass brassiere. Yeah, and the mom, Tony Collette, laughed. I so thought hard. that was the funniest She's, thing. Oh my god, he went there. Uh, another one. Go from off, King. In exchange from the young woman, <laughs> and in exchange from the young woman, the dad. She goes. Imagine you were looking at this. You wouldn't be able to see yourself talking about the art. He goes, well, if I look down, I could see myself. I'm not a ghost. And the mom goes, especially in the bedroom. She was just waiting to make a sexual innuendo. Mm -hmm. It's like she came down with the intention. She's like, I'm going to make this weird. When the young woman makes her way into Jake's childhood room. So good. When the young woman makes her way into the childhood room. And the dad creeps up on her and is talking to her. He's like, oh, you guys can stay the night. This is a bed. But it's only a twin bed. He goes, I imagine you won't be doing very much fucking in this bed. It's not made for fucking. It's a child's bed. He's just fucking like five times. Mm-hmm. And it keeps uh, emphasizing that it's for one kid. Uh, my last two quotes are Seth quotes. Ooh. This one, I know one Seth goes, well, that's the Tulsi clown. She's hot. And then it zooms out and shows the fattest ass we've ever seen. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say oh, shit? Yeah. Oh, checks. That scans. And my last one from Seth. You're going to have to go find the janitor. Molestrios. And Devin goes, is that a Harry Potter spell? <laughs> no, I said that, that's, that's a Harry Potter spell. That's been... It, it was it was something more. It I was, was trying to say it as like a Greek name, but I liked it better as <laughs> like a, as a spell as you the cast spell in Harry Potter. People. Yeah, yeah, where just a gooey hand <laughs> comes out, or as Devin's idea was that you just think you have the trauma of being molested. <laughs> yeah, so that's well, the end. Of- it's like, oh my god, please <laughs> <laughs> <Just> start crying. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Maybe like, we should have kept that to ourselves. <laughs> just like, a, oh my god, the whole movie started. The whole movie is that. <laughs> What's worse, Avada Kedavra or Molestrios yeah. at that point? <laughs> Voldemort. They do it to oh Voldemort. It's like, oh god. Um, so that's the end of quotes. We can get into ratings. <laughs> Seth, you're kicking it off. Uh, Tomometer. 70 billion. No. Fuck. It's a percentage. <laughs> 79 then. Devin? Uh, Wait, critics or? Critics, thermometer. Uh, this is going to be stupid high. Uh, 65. <laughs> you said higher and you're like, this is going to be stupid, stupid high. Stupid high. Yeah. Yeah. And you said higher than that. That's fair. Uh, the winner today is Seth. It's an 82. Yeah, I was I knew. so close. You didn't even say I was so close. I only say it if you're within two. Uh, audience score, Devin. This is going to be like 41. Seth? 62. The winner today is Devin. 49. Damn. Seth, IMDb Metascore? 7 point. Out of 100? 90. <laughs> 7.90. <laughs> what are you going with? 7.90. <laughs> what are you going with? <laughs> Don't die. He started thinking of the fourth dimension. That's right. Pass out. Oh, I can't experience things on a grand scale. <laughs> There's greater beings. <laughs> Oh, 72. Dan? Sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. Can both I'm laughing things that... Oh, God. Okay. Hey, the world's a kaleidoscope. <laughs> and I'm Stop just... Stop <laughs> Everything's and funny right now. Everyone needs to stop. It. You just need to say a number. <laughs> Is this critics or... Yeah. Uh, 8.1. 81. 81? You said 72? I think so. The winner today is Devin. It's a 78. Fuck. 
an audience score out of 10. 41 Devin. again. 4.1. 4.1. The winner today is Seth. It's a 6.6. Which means critics gave it an 82 and a 78 for an 80 average. I'm sorry. Audiences gave oh, it... no. <laughs> I'm counting crows over here. Audiences gave it a 49 and a 66 for a 57 and a half. Devin, it's your birthday episode. What are you giving this film? John Lasagna scale. How depressed am I? How much medicine am I? Objectively, not not depressively. Objectively hyper depressed. (laughs) Objectively. Objectively. If I'm not taking my medicine, 8.3. If I am, 5.1. That's crazy. Objectively. There is no objective. So we're going to average them. The human, that, the human experience is subjective. Is, that's true. And I agree with you entirely. And Brandon doesn't like it when I do these things. Because I do the same thing. I'm like, who am I recommending this to? He says, no. Objective. Yeah. You're a film critic right now. You we're not only, fucking robots. You work for I'm the not film a film with- critic. I just showed three, two of my friends porn. Do I look like a critic? Yeah, you're a part of this podcast. Yeah. You've rated over 30 movies by this point. Roger Eber used to show Steven Spielberg porn all the time. There you go. He'd say, hey, I'll watch a movie if you watch mine. So, six <laughs> showed Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Shut up. He <laughs> says, Roger, is that your penis? It looks awfully familiar. It's short but girthy. <laughs> we all love that's your penis, like a, Roger. That's like a four. Everyone's like, no. Oh, that's a six. Yeah, we know it's Roger Ebert porn because he's the only one with a black wife around here. Uh, so your average is a 6.7. That's <laughs> what we're true. giving it. Reasoning. Wait, hold on. What's my average? 6.7. My reasoning, uh, it's it's very intellectual. I, I like the poems. I like the words. But if I'm like in a happy mood and I want to like look and engage at something, it's it's not what you're looking for. Look, if you're in an introspective or you're sad, watch this movie. You'll love it. Otherwise, if you're like looking for some like light engagement, don't watch this. Seth, eight point four reasoning. Shit, bitch. <laughs> I'm- Dude, he's a rizzler. <laughs> he's rizzling. He's rizzling. Man, I'm like Devin said. I'm sad all the time. So something like this that makes me deeply introspective. Something that's fun for my OCD brain to have to pick apart and try to guess at the whole time and find meaning with. Uh, yeah, I love things like that that make me work a little bit, and by the end, it makes me even more sad realizing that there's not necessarily a happy ending or an ending at all almost pisses me off i love when a movie can do that it takes a lot to actually get real emotion out of me and it did so 8.4 i'm a 6.8 boo, boo. It's, it's a podcast boo. i'm hitting stop no stop it's mentally good. stable <laughs> it's, you should do more drugs it's a good film Your neurons but... aren't fraying enough <laughs> it's a good film but it's often boring at times it says you yeah that is what i just said <laughs> what is this your rating yes god what a dweeb it's good but it's <laughs> fucking nerd now, now let me... a hot girl was saying yeah, what he's you're saying a girl, that's a good rating imagine jesse buckley saying this oh fuck i can't imagine that dancer saying this holy that dancer was so goddamn hot what was her name hadron collider or something <laughs> it was something unity unity felon, felon. Was what it was. <laughs> yeah unity felon. the worst name but i think it's good it makes you think, think a lot, cool, but it is boring. There are a lot of long, drawn-out scenes. You know, I where went to the Fox Club one time and got uh, the number of this strip called Malibu. Herpes. And she went over to my... Oh, she she went over... She came over to my house 
And I was like 19 at the time and she was like 27 and I had a stripper named Malibu at my house. And I had no idea because I was like. That's pretty cool. Because I was in a relationship at the time, which is a terrible cool. thing. Not cool at all. But the rest of this is cool. Uh, and huh? and uh, I just was so awkward around this fucking 20, like probably like close to 30 year old black stripper named Malibu. Good name. Yeah, I mean, not her name, obviously. That was her stripper name, but of course. But uh, she, we just like watched one episode of Rick and Morty. And she left. Which episode? Uh, I think. Uh, God, what was it? It was the pickle one. Pickle Rick. Okay. I just episode. sat there and didn't laugh at anything because I was so nervous. Yeah, nervous. Malibu, if you hear this, come back. So we've let's got let's retry a six point <laughs> seven. Let's retry a six point seven, a six point eight, and an eight point four. That's 21.9, which is a 7.3 average. Whoa, this is the perfect movie. So, that's what we've got. I've got a couple reviews for you. Three critics. First off, Brian Tellerico at RogerEbert.com. Oh, shit. Big rug and his big dick. From the grave, they say a movie that is undeniably complex in terms of symbolism and a more surreal final act than most people will be expecting. Three and a half out of four stars. 40 out of 10. Wendy Eyed. At the Observer says, this is not cinema that leaves you feeling good about things, nor does it tread a familiar path. It makes you but feel like you should end things. I'm thinking of ending things as one of the most daringly unexpected films of the year. A sinewy, unsettling psychological horror like saturated bones. with a squirming dream logic that tips over into the domain of nightmares. Didn't give a rating. Oh, I hate critics so much. Except for Big Rock. And my last one is by Stephanie Zacharek at Time. They say... When's the last time we've had a, a songbird? This is u- critic reviewers, not user reviewers. Okay. Every week, basically. She's there? She's still here? Every week, basically. Okay. Good. Stephanie Zacharek says, except this week, actually. <laughs> She's not here this That's week. That's fair. I, would, I understand. The Stephanie Zacharek at Time says, for every moment of raw affecting in sight there are zillions of milliseconds of Kaufman's proving what a tortured smarty he is. I'm thinking of endings must have been arduous to make and it's excruciatingly tedious to watch. That's fair. All fair. As a happier man that's fair? Yeah. As, as a, a sad man you'd have been like fuck you. No I would have agreed but I've been like that's why you watch it. Don't do that. Sorry. But I agree. I, I do I do see what you're saying there. Yeah. Okay. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six user reviews. Okay, let's go. First one's by Lucas's enemy, Cosmasp. November 5th, 2020, he says, I don't think it's possible to totally get the movie with one viewing. Visually, but even more so in the context that it is in and what happens. Great makeup and effects. Great effects to disorient you and the main character. What is real? If you're not aware of Charlie Kaufman, well, you're in for a treat. That much I can say slash reveal. This is a movie that will baffle many and probably only satisfy a few of those. It is a movie that is not easy to digest at all. It is something you'd have to rewatch a few times. If you have the will to do so, and maybe you'll be able to decode and discover things along the way, or maybe... It is too much thinking and craziness for your liking. Does not change the quality of this one bit, though. Nine out of ten. Disagree. Even when I'm sad, disagree. Not a nine out of ten. No. Okay. Well, Lee Eisenberg 
a writer at the off of the office on May 10th, 2022, Returner says, anyone who's seen Charlie Kaufman's movies knows that he likes to play with the audience and being John Malkovich adaptation, Synecdoche, New York and Anomalisa. It's often hard to tell what's real and what isn't. Such is the case and I'm thinking of ending things. It's not a great movie. It drags on a bit too long, but just see it if you don't end up wondering what you just watched. Surrealism to the extreme. 7 out of 10. I'll take some. I think that's better. Yeah. Yep. Next one is by newcomer Jordan2240. Not bad. September 15, 2020, they say, pluses. The girl in the dance scene is gorgeous. <gasps> and the lead actor has a nice singing voice. Minuses everything else. One out of ten. Damn. This person's stupid. <laughs> here, here. Next up is by uh, Return a Unique Particle. Oh, bars. bars. <laughs> Brandon, I forgot to tell you earlier that Jordan texted you. It popped up when I was reading notes. He asked if you were working. That popped up so long ago, I responded to him. Oh, thank God. I thought I'd ruined a friendship. <laughs> Again. Anyway, Unique Particle on October 11th, 2022 says, Kind of surprised my mom liked this. It's <laughs> super weird in the bulk of it, which I love. 8 out of 10. Would your mom like this? No. I don't think my mom would. Would your mom? Skip. Pass. Pass. Smash. <laughs> um, penultimate review today is by you mean a sheep, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a sheep. for your safety <laughs> sheepskin rib rib for her pleasure yeah ribs mm. next one is by Imseeg May 9th 2021 they say avoid why because I felt uncomfortable bored <laughs> confused dumbfounded and the end irritated who wants to feel that way when watching a movie you do? I do not. This movie is almost like all the other Charlie Kaufman movies. I do tend to feel incredibly uncomfortable and confused and depressed and irritated. Sometimes feeling miserable while watching a movie can be rewarding if and only if the movie is really great, but it isn't. Conclusion. I would recommend anyone unfamiliar with Charlie Kaufman to watch Adaptation instead of this incoherent story. Five out of ten. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman too. wrote that. Oh, wow. He did not direct it. Okay. You know, the llama from uh, Llamas with Hats wrote that. Llamageddon. Good show. Yeah. Carl. Llama pajama. Carl, Carl from Llamas with Hats wrote that. Yeah. And oh, last people one. People die when you do that. <laughs> last one is by Zombie84-1. Zombie84-1. There you go. November there you go. Come twice as hard. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Reading reviews. There you go. On November 6th. Bad. You're perfect. November 6th, 2020. Zombie 84-1 says, I'm thinking of ending things too. Such as removing this crap film from my mind. I love how people take... you? No. I'm thinking of turning this movie off. I love how people take crap and then say it means something. Movie means nothing. Waste of a good actor and actresses. If you want to fall asleep, this is the perfect film. One out of ten. 
Who's? I mean, yeah, I get that actually. I definitely rate polarizing films a lot higher. I'm you, on the upper end of those. Are you recommending? Yeah, Reasoning? I think it's hard to make a polarizing film. No, Devin, are you recommending? Room, you remember Split the Room and Jackbox? Yeah, and how hard? That's how tough. much harder that was than just really tough. making everyone vote for you. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, am I recommending? Maybe. I need a yes or no. Good answer, Steve. <laughs> uh, yes. Can I can I put conditioning statements on? No. Nope. No. Then it'd be weird no. to to suggest it for us for your birthday and then not recommend it to the. You rest did that of the with people. the skateboard kid. Yeah, but I didn't know how bad it was going to be. I hadn't <laughs> seen the movie prior. <laughs> I mean, I did it. I jumped on a grenade to have a shit I mean, movie on for my no birthday episode. I sacrificed my birthday for that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, generally, no. but yes, with conditional statement. But but Brandon, the fucking oligarch of our podcast, won't let me skew any oligarch. <laughs> I'm going to be the new guy. <laughs> that was bad. That was well, horrible. You, next week, you are, make us you are alone all by yourself life. in this house, and us three will be in Missoula on Lucas's recording. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard time setting up. I'll, you can call me. I'll help you. I'll be fine. Um, and I am going to recommend this. Ah! I think I'm going to recommend this film. It's tough. It's definitely surreal and abstract, but... I think you can end up getting around to it. You might want to be sad while watching it, but yeah. that's about it. I think it'll make you sad either way. Yeah. Is there a way we could put that in the background of the whole podcast? <laughs> no. This is a sort of looming no. presence. Threat. I, yeah. think, I think it would kind of put you in the mood of this movie. But thank you, so, Devin, for joining us finally. Yes, ma'am. Happy so, birthday. Happy birthday. Sala- what do you say? Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Sabah al-hair. And... Next week, we're going to be doing in Missoula, Devin, Lucas, and I. Seth will be dog-sitting for me, staying in my house. We're going to be doing the Emoji movie. Emoji. Emoji. Fuck, is that what we're doing next week? Yeah. Maybe. Not me, baby. Figure out how to set it up. (laughs) Maybe I'll pretend I'm dumb. (laughs) Take a look. I won't be there. <laughs> Suck a fat one. Good douche podcast. Yeah, see you later. Sorry I'm dumb. Devin, say goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback. So please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies. And remember... If it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.